And we are live. How's everybody doing? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for being here tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live in the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. Thank you for tuning in. We got a whole lot going on tonight all over the internet, all over mainstream media, all over everywhere. We got to talk about this whole IKEA fiasco and a whole lot more. There's been a whole lot of breaking news, right? John McAfee allegedly committed suicide, allegedly. We'll talk about that because there's quite a lot, there's quite a lot about that. But the IKEA fiasco, that's happening. Apparently, it's racist to serve chicken and watermelon at an Atlanta location where it was probably the employees themselves that not only created the menu, but physically cook the, the menu and they're probably all black but we'll talk about that also we'll talk about cnn defending ron DeSantis and destroying his opponent or potential democratic opponent to become the next governor of florida nikki freed destroyed her i was totally surprised common news network clinton's new clinton news network corrupt news network <laughs> clandestine news network these people are nuts, but they were able to defend um, the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. They can't deny the good job he's doing. Also, we'll talk about that WAPO cringe video, super cringe, white guilt, critical race theory, the trans Olympian and more on tonight's episode of ABO Live. And I thank y'all again for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed what you've heard so far, if you enjoy the content in general, go ahead and give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And I appreciate y'all for joining. You could be almost anywhere in the world, anywhere on the internet, but you're right here with me live on the show. And I thank y'all again. Thank you, uh, KB. You got your um, USA hat. I I'm glad you did. And that's a great segue. If you want the USA hat, limited edition now, once they're gone, they're gone. They might not be back for a while. Cause I had to pay an arm and a leg um, and every, all my earthly possessions had to trade in my truck, all of that. I'm exaggerating, but I'm saying it costs a lot of money to get these hats. Limited edition hats, the USA special edition. They're on my website, ablmerch.com, A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H.com. So you see, you got the, the camo in the front, right? So if you're going to go out there hunting for ducks and squirrels and quail deer, bear, fox, wolf, whatever you got, you got your camo to blend into the environment, right? Patriotic with the USA right there. So you can go straight from hunting to the, the cookout, the barbecue, 4th of July festivities or whatever. And it's raised stitching. So it's real nice, really, really nice when you see it in person, especially. And then on the back, you got the mesh. So it's, it's nice and breathable. On this side, you have the the, the USA, the, the stripes, the red and white stripes. And then you have the stars on this side. It's beautiful. You got everything wrapped up in one. These are available on my website right now, limited quantities. And of course I got a bunch of other stuff on there. I've designed all my stuff. I'm a graphic designer before I start doing the YouTubes is what I did. So I designed all my stuff. So check it out. I'm glad you guys like these. These are coming to you pretty quick because I have already paid for them. Most things you get on my website, they are made when you purchase them. So right when you put in the purchase, it's made by the facilities in the U.S. or wherever you're located. So if you live in Australia, 
and you buy one of those made to order items, it'll be made in Australia to get sent to you. But if you're in the, if you're in the U S it'll get made here in the U S and then get sent to you. But the hats that I have already paid for, those are in Carolina. So the closer you are to Carolina, the sooner you get them. All right. So yeah, you got it all camo, breathable and patriotic. That's right. Uh, Tarpon and Tim 100%. So, um, that's my ad right there. Also, if you want some of these soaps, a lot of you guys ask for the soaps that I have. Um, that's going to be available through the link in the description box. That is Mr. 1920, Mr1920.com. The link is in the box. And if you want one of the wooden flags that are behind me, the link for that will be in the box as well. BHEdesigns.com forward slash ABL. Matter of fact, I'll put it right here in the chat so you guys are able to get to it. And there we go. So, yeah, I had a few commercials and a few shout outs. Are we going to get straight to the meat and potatoes? Straight to the meat and potatoes. Now, um, let's talk about John McAfee straight away. Um, John McAfee, you guys may have heard of McAfee antivirus. Um, this is the guy that's behind that. And he's been very controversial. I mean, the story of his life may require a video on its own, but he was in jail. I don't know exactly what he did. You guys maybe have been following his story and you know what he did, but he had been locked up for a while. I think he was in some other country. I'm not exactly sure where, but um, they, well, the U.S. were granted extradition, so they were going to bring him to the U.S. I think it might have been some IRS, some tax stuff. You know how they do. Oh, it's tax fraud, but he really want to get him on something else. He had been talking about Q. He had been talking about a lot of different things, a little bit of everything, not just Q, but everything for quite a while. Um, they found him dead in the cell. They said it's suicide, right? Now, no, no, I'm, I'm not for our military for um, Slim J. My father was in the military, not me, when he was younger. So back to John McAfee, he was, quote, unquote, uh, you know, found dead by suicide in his cell before he was sent back to the U.S. to probably serve time here. Now, the thing about it is he already said, hey, if they found me, if, if they find me dead, know that it wasn't me. Now, here is a tweet from John McAfee on his official account, blue check and all. Let me try to pull it up right here. All right, let's let's go ahead and pull it up. So in case you can't see this, in case it's kind of not really clear, let me put it more in focus. All right. He says, getting some messages from U.S. officials saying, in effect, we're coming for you, McAfee. We're going to kill yourself. We're going to kill yourself. I didn't say that incorrectly. That's what it says. We are, we are going to kill yourself. I got a tattoo today just in case. If I suicide myself, I didn't. I was whacked. Check my right arm. Hashtag. Well, not a hashtag, dollar sign, whacked, W-H-A-C-K-D, available only on McAfeeDex.com. So you see the tattoo right there is right on his arm. And like I said, this is straight from his official account, John McAfee, official McAfee, M-C-A-F-E-E. -E. So what's really going on? Um... I don't know a lot about John McAfee's story. I'll be totally honest. I'm, I've been following a, a little bit, but I know that this is a high-profile situation, high-profile case. It, it swept the news media as soon as it happened. 
Um, so here's when it happened on Reuters. It says John McAfee found dead in prison. So after Spanish high court allows extradition, according to Spanish newspaper El Mundo. So I guess he was in Spain and in jail or penitentiary there. And then they're going to send him over here. Right. So. He also had a post McAfee that says. They won't take me alive, meaning the IRS. The IRS will not take him alive. So I don't really know if that particular post meant that he would rather die than have the U.S. take him or if it meant that they would rather him just not be living anymore rather than sending him back to the U.S. It, this, this is going to be a story that has a, a few different layers that unfold, but all I know is what I know. And what I do know is that many news sources have said that he is dead. He was found dead in his cell, Reuters, AP, all the alphabet letter organizations and news media. They all say he's dead. However, there's plenty of posts from him before he died on his official accounts that say, Hey, it's not me. If I die, I didn't get suicided. I'm good here. Everything's all right. It's not me. I didn't kill myself. So maybe something happened to him. I don't really know. I have no idea. You know, maybe they have some cameras to point toward a cell or maybe the cameras pointing toward a cell, if they existed, maybe they just happened to not be working. Something like uh, Jeffrey Epstein. The Jeffrey Epstein case is so, it, it was so corrupt on his face. You know, they, I think they got the prison guards in trouble, but they avoided any kind of, you know, actual penalty for not doing things properly, which is typical of New York City. You know, you could pretty much do whatever you want. You could be a toll, you could be a stone cold axe murderer in New York and get out with uh, zero bail. You could be an axe murderer. You can get caught with the axe in the back of your pickup truck and get let out in the same night and then go do it again. And then they're like, oh, how did this happen? You had him right there in your clutches. You had the murder weapon and everything going on. You, you saw him chopping. You asked him, hey, did you kill this man? Yes, I did. So what? And then you let him out on bail, and then he goes to do it again. But I digress. The whole point is that they found the guards, you know, responsible for something in the whole situation. And we all knew that it was Fugazi from the beginning talking about this six foot man killed himself from the top of a bunk. Although he had been on suicide watch just prior to that. And the guards just happened to not be watching the cell for what, like eight hours or something like that. Talking about their online shopping. Really? I mean, what shrinkage on Amazon is that important to not look after this high profile man right here in the cell? That's like saying, you know what? I got Michael Jackson right here in the cell, but I'm not going to watch him because, you know, I got to I gotta get this um, pack of towels from my apartment. I just moved in on Amazon, and it's, you know, I got to get my shipping right now or else it's going to be a day late. I mean, it makes no sense. The whole thing was just ridiculous and phony. So speaking about Epstein, and I think as the days and weeks progress, we're going to find out more about John McAfee, and hopefully it's not as ridiculous as Jeffrey Epstein curfew was. But I have a feeling that it's going to be ridiculous because we have information straight from McAfee before he died that if he does die, then it wasn't me. But we'll see. We shall see. All right. But thank you all again for being here. Most certainly appreciate you guys. Like I said, we're going to find out more about that. Also, because I saw one of you guys said something about it, you said something about McAfee and I've been watching that. I may do a video on this, perhaps. I was waiting to do a video on this next story because 
I did not see what they actually had as far as any kind of follow-up information. Now, remember I did a story about the young lady, Ivory Hecker, that whistle blew on her own station live on camera. And then she came out speaking about more, saying she couldn't do a story about Stella Emanuel and HCQ because it's not, you know, fitting what the executives want to hear. Her superiors are trying to suppress stories and they're trying to punish her for actually asking questions about what's going on to doctors. Well, that was, you know, really groundbreaking. People wanted to, to call her a grifter, talking about, oh, she did it for 15 minutes of fame. Look, my thing is this. If someone is brave enough to come out here and say something that, that's real, if they're brave enough to come out here and risk their life, potentially, their job, their stability, to give us real information, why should anyone be... Why should anyone hate on them becoming successful as a result? Why? Why? I mean, why is that? Must you be some kind of poor, righteous teacher struggling, barely able to make ends meet after you do something like that? You don't want people to lose their job. You don't want people to lose their livelihood and the ability to take care of themselves just for serving the people. So why is it a bad thing when they become successful as a result? It doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway, here's another reporter whistleblowing live on the air. And this this was a good one. Very, very smooth. I'm talking about smooth as silk. Let's get a little bit of sound here and we'll get straight into it. Good evening and thanks for watching First Forecast. I'm meteorologist April Moss and happy Father's Day. Today we saw temperatures above normal again, topping out at 85 degrees at Metro Airport. Plenty of sunshine today, but all good things must come to an end and that starts as early as tomorrow morning with showers moving in around 8 a.m. And speaking of a brand new week, I will be sitting down this week with Project Veritas to discuss the discrimination that CBS is enforcing upon its employees. Tune in to Project Veritas for my full story. Now, later Monday, we will see those showers continuing through late morning, but by evening, we'll see dry conditions and more comfortable temperatures as well. I'm talking about smooth. That, that couldn't have been no smoother. Did not skip a beat. Did not skip a beat. I loved it. I totally loved it. And I saw that right when it came out. But I wanted to wait to do a video because I did not have anything else. I'm like, okay, that's, that's great. But we got to hear, hear more. We, we got to hear much more as far as like what actually she was able to bring to the table, what she was actually able to reveal. And I do see that a video came out um, yesterday that I did not see where she goes and speaks a lot more about what's going on. 100%. All right. And her name is April Moss from uh, what's this CBS 62 Detroit, Michigan. So shout out to April Moss. And, you know, I, I, what I like about what we're doing in, in this movement and this conservative movement is when people when when they when they do things for us, when they do things for the American people, we support them. We got their back. It's like, hey, you you might be having some type of. Difficulty finding employment, maybe even with safety. Hey, we got your back. Don't even worry about it. We're going to protect you. We're going to support you. That's what I like about this community. 100%. All right. So I'm reading here. I may do a video about this, but she says that the network was forcing vaccination rhetoric and bias. And you know, you know how that goes. They say, oh, you got to get the jab, got to get the jab. That's what you got to do. You know, nothing else. Um, matter of fact, speaking about 
um, the, the jab and the rhetoric toward that, which Ivory Hecker was talking about April. I think her name, April Moss was talking about, you see um, a lot of that type of stuff on the TikToks, on the Twitters, a little bit of everywhere. If you follow me on Instagram, I posted one of these uh, propaganda videos on my Instagram story. Um, if you cringed, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. You got to blame the white man for that. Or some of these, you know, random white liberal LGBT P people. And a few of these, um, <laughs> there, there was one guy in there looking like Serena Williams back when Serena still had pigtails and whatnot in her hair. But I, I kind of digress. Anyway, oh, we're going to watch it, Nora. We're going to watch it. Yes. Yeah, so be, be ready. Be ready to cringe. Be prepared to cringe. Like I said, it's not my fault. I won't play the entire thing because I want to spare you the, the the cringe that I had to go through. Trust me, it's a lot of things that I, I never show you guys, and I'm, I'm cringing all day. It's a lot of things I read, a lot of things I see that I cringe all day. Like Jeffrey Tube and the whole thing, cringe. Okay, super, super cringe. But here is some of what I'm talking about right here. These hairstyles and outfits are ridiculous. Like, okay, I get that the, the, the idea is that everybody's LGBT and they're, they're males or whatever. Okay, I understand. But come on, sir. Like, you got this Fu Manchu mixed with a mullet and everything else. It's, it's a whole lot going on, but I digress. <laughs> this this move right here, the little the little um the little shot motion in the arm with the dancing, that is funny, sir. This is not really convincing me to get to get the jab. <laughs> they go um Serena right there. And shout out to Roster Red Pill on the Twitter for uploading this from the TikTok. That's not he did not produce this video. He's just showing the cringe, just like how I would show it. And his his um his caption is hilarious he says if this doesn't convince you to get the jab nothing will exclamation mark and my thing is if, if everybody got the vaccine why are they still socially distanced what's the point why i don't I, I don't really get it are they trying to just is it some kind of you know visual thing is it just for optics i don't really understand what's going on You know what, this, when, when I first heard this, to go back and be a little bit serious, um, when I first heard this, like this first little note right here, when I heard that, I'm thinking about like Germany, Russia, some of their stuff from back in the day, like in 1940 propaganda. I'm thinking we're, we're going back to that stage, but rather than some of these, you know, chiseled jaw looking guys, you got this, this cat right here. That's going to be 
it's, it's like we're living in Bizarro World. If you know about Superman, you know about comics. Bizarro World was when Superman went to this like parallel universe and everything was kind of just backwards and reverse. You know, Superman was there, but he had on a backward S. It was just really weird. That's kind of what's going on right now. I feel like we are reliving history, but the way that it played out is different. It's like if I was to go back in time and step on a butterfly and I come back after that, the whole sequence of events and society would have changed, but it would be kind of at the same time similar. It's weird, but I digress. <laughs> so, yeah, that right there is super cringe. But, hey, I save you guys a lot of the cringe that I see every single day on the Internet. And the thing is, a lot of this Internet stuff does not make it to the general public. But I'm going to tell you something. I was in a Target, right? And I went to the Starbucks. Don't judge me. I went to the Starbucks. And right in front, they had these flags. I have no idea what these flags mean. And this is Pride Month, right? I know these are Pride flags, but I don't know what all of them mean. I know at a certain point, we're going to get into something really weird. But they're right there in front of me. So... It's on the internet, of course, some of the really weird stuff, but you also see it bleed into your everyday life. And when you go to stores, Walmart, Target, whatever kind of store you go to, you're going to see this stuff everywhere. LGBT, LMNOP, all that everywhere. <clears throat> Drag queen story time, all that stuff is happening. Um, transgender kids, that's happening. So, yeah, this is, this is a serious problem. And shout out to the parents that are fighting back against this. I think that there are a bunch of parents in Loudoun County, Virginia, they're fighting back against critical race theory and some of the more woke stuff that kind of ties into critical race theory. Like that video I showed you guys, this was, um, where was this? This was Washington post. And hopefully somebody has a video uploaded to Twitter. There we go. Myth inform MKE. Thank you, uh, boss. I appreciate you. This is a piece of the video that I did a video on. Yeah, a lot of these flags, it's just, you know, if they, they throwing all types of colors on it. They got red, blue, green, indigo, violet, Roy G. Biv. Red, orange, <laughs> yellow, blue, green, indigo, violet. They got all them colors on the flag and all types of variations, triangles and stars and stripes and waves, all types of weird stuff going on. It's kind of confusing to me. I don't know what's happening. And then it's getting to the point where when I see somebody on television, and they look kind of funny. I'm questioning them. It's like, are you born a male or a female? What's really happening? I don't really know. I can't assume your gender, right? I can't assume your gender anymore, but I digress. All right. So here's a piece of the video. Um, this is from the Washington Post. And I guess they're trying to, quote unquote, deconstruct whiteness, whatever that means. I think this video, they're, they're dealing with the, the issue of whiteness. And before I even play the video, I'm going to tell you this. A lot of the stuff that's going on is just what, what they call it, a grift, as the cool kids say. They're trying to get money. You got guys selling courses to help you uh, navigate your whiteness. A lot of the video I did a reaction to was word salad. They're saying a bunch of things that have no meaning at all. Talking about, yes, we must really all be hands, all hands on deck doing this work because it's going to take um, people of color and whites to do this work. It, it like what work it, all, space work. The vocabulary is so limited, but they come off like they're so enlightened. 
It's like learn more than 10 words and then come back and talk to me. How about that? It's like you've been raised in a cave your whole life and you were just played a videotape of some propaganda and that's all you know. You're only able to parrot that and you have no understanding of the world beyond that. But I'll move right along and get back to the video here. This is from the Washington Post, owned by your man Jeff Bezos, by the way. George Floyd's death became a deeply personal and racial tragedy for many Americans. Now, when I saw this person, I'm just like, you know, something's a little off. I'm just, I'm just saying, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm being judgmental. I'm just saying something is just not really clicking. It's not really, the, the gears ain't really turning all the way, right? But we'll move on. For the first time, white people were becoming aware of their whiteness and the systemic ways that white supremacy affects all of us. In this episode, we're tackling white racial identity and why understanding your whiteness is integral to becoming self-aware as a white person. And you know what? The way that she's talking, this is like instructional material. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, have you ever gone to, like when I was a kid, I had gotten this job. I didn't, I didn't ever go. That's a whole long story. But I was in orientation for a job at, um, at Farm Fresh, a grocery store, right? And they sat me in the room and they played the training video. It wasn't anything woke. It was just like how to cut turkey and things of that nature. So it's a training video, right? You got to watch that. Uh, maybe you might do a pop quiz at the end of it. It's like that. And they use certain language, you and how we and, you know, they're, they're using language as if they're teaching you at this moment, as if it's going to be used for training at a workplace or in, uh, in school, K through 12 in college. So someone may say it's only on the Internet, it's no big deal, but this kind of video will make its way out there into the general public and people's everyday walk in life where they got to go to try to feed their kids and to take care of themselves. I'm Nicole Ellis, and this is The New Normal. The more you kind of dive into that, the more I'm really realizing how deeply rooted racism is into like my everyday thought process. No matter how much you work at that, there's still even almost more work to be done. Quite accountability. Now, what they said right there, if you missed that part, there is never going to be an end to the things that you got to do as a white person to not be racist anymore there, there's no end to it it's going to be in perpetuity forever forever and ever forevermore that's and that's how they that's how they want to play it so it's always going to be the next grievance it's always going to be the next thing so then when they come out and say hey you know what um we don't want to get charged with any crimes because you know if if you charge with a crime that is racist now so remember you get you got to do this work that's why I'm so vague about what the so-called work is because they keep making up stuff all the time, okay? And a lot of people that make this stuff up happen to be white themselves, which is kind of silly. They're just using the majority population to get things done that they want to do. When I say they, I mean some of these weirdo politicos. Ability groups are really helpful in terms of having a place to process, having a group of people whose responsibility it is to call me on things or to challenge me. We're unpacking wrong things. Though. Man, the, the unpacking, like I said, I thought I thought the word unpacking was cool. You know, unpack is a cool kid say, but this person right here is making me really um, challenge myself into thinking that's not cool to say anymore. We have been taught. And she's also kind of questionable. I'm not really sure about that draw structure, but I digress. In history class, I realized that 
I needed to go back and unpack and reorganize everything that I had learned because it was completely through a white lens. Most of us in doing this work have experienced this where there's a period of deep shame for being white and for acknowledging the harm that our ancestors have caused. That's what they want. They want that deep shame for somebody being white, which is so stupid. It's like, if you didn't do anything, why be ashamed? I didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. I mean, what, what's the shame about? I mean, what, what is it really about? Nothing. And ancestors, everyone's ancestors have done things that are today considered to be wrong. Okay. And not, not even everybody, because not, not even everybody was involved in something wrong. But a lot of our ancestors have done things that are wrong. Wherever you come from, wherever you, you go back to a thousand years or whatever the case may be. So it's like they put themselves as whites at this top level of having done things that are wrong in their past, which is simply just not the case. Doing wrong is a thing that affects humanity, not just white people. And that's a very legitimate piece of this work. And we can't ask people of color to hold our hands through the shame piece. That needs to happen with other white people. I don't have the ability to like inherently name things as upholding white supremacy or as being racist. So she has no idea what the actual things are that are considered to be racist or a part of white supremacy, yet it's going to be a never-ending battle to fight these things. Does it make any sense? No, it doesn't. Not to me. Maybe to you guys it might make sense, but to me it makes no sense. But I know, I know it doesn't make any sense to you guys either. Maybe there's one person out there that says, hey, you know what? It makes perfect sense. I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea what's happening, but I'm going to fight against it my whole life, and I'm going to just give my life to fighting this. makes no sense. My whiteness is going to show up at different points in my life and at different points in different relationships. Everything. All right, so that's enough of that. Um, I did my whole video on it. It's in it's on it's in the it's on the channel. You could check it out. The whole thing was like about five minutes and change. Yeah, super cringe, right? Super, super cringe. Like I say, that right there, that's that's a moderate level of cringe. I, that's moderate cringe, but I see much worse than that on an everyday basis especially on it, like social media specifically. Oh my goodness. I saw a clip of a dating show for furries, <laughs> a dating like on, on HBO at that. Matter of fact, I'm gonna find that. Will I play it? Maybe not, but a dating show for furries. And if you don't know what a furry is, I, first of all, don't Google that and don't do it because I said, don't do it. Please don't do it. But basically, you have people that dress up as like animals or now they, they got different things going on. Now they're like dressed up as um, now, now they're dressed as like space aliens, insects. I'm waiting for the cicada costume to come out. I'm waiting for that to happen. I'm waiting for that to go on. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. But anyway, there's, there's a dating show for them. Oh, it's a weird and wacky show. Nah, it's a it's a freak show. How about that? That's what it is. It, if you want to just be all the way real, that's what exactly what's going on. But thank y'all again for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you enjoy what you're hearing so far, go ahead and get the video with thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Let's get to Ikea, shall we? And I know you guys have a lot of questions about a lot of different things that are going on. 
If you super chat me a question or I happen to catch it or answer it, but I'm going to go through my topics and then make it to the questions a little bit later. So y'all just hang tight. I know, I know there's a whole lot going on. I will get to it. I promise. I promise. Now, Ikea. Ikea got in trouble because their Atlanta store served an offensive, quote unquote, an offensive menu for Juneteenth. Now, you guys may have seen my video on Juneteenth that I did out here in Athens, Tennessee. I don't live in Athens. It's about an hour away from where I live. You know, me and the wife, we drove up there to Athens. Had a great time. If you were there in Athens, thank you for coming. I appreciate it. It, it was really good. Um, I'll be doing more speaking engagements. I've been asked to do some speaking engagements, but I've kind of not really been. Eh, I, I'm going to do more. Put it to you like that. I wanted to do that one because it was important to me because, you know, my dad passed away last year and my uncle, my granduncle, he did too. So it was just a whole lot last year. You know, my granduncle died like right after his birthday, right after Juneteenth, because they both born on Juneteenth. That's why they are important. Aside from just being my uncle and my dad, my uncle died and then dad died like six months later. It was a whole lot. So I wanted to do that speech to really talk about, you know, uncle James and dad and just, the whole experience I had as a child growing up. So um, Juneteenth, we would have cookouts, have barbecues, and we eat things like fried chicken, but really less, less fried chicken during the cookout. It'd be more like uh, hamburgers, hot dogs. We eat watermelon, you know. I, I remember back in the day going to the store, and it was like <laughs> – Remember how going on the airplane was something special? You got to put on a suit and tie, stuff like that. Now, during that time, I was a little bit too young, but I would I, I would hear how important that was when I was young, going on the airplane. That was something serious. To go on the plane, it's like you made it. It's like riding in the Rolls Royce. But now it's like an Airbus, people on there fighting and everything, but that's a different story. Anyway, it was something special to go to the grocery store to get a watermelon especially with my grandma and them, uh, you know, granddad in Roanoke, Virginia. Oh, yeah, you, you're checking it to make sure it's ripe and get you trying to get the right size one, and you bring it back to the crib. You put it in the containers. You're slicing it up. You're putting it on the plates. You go to a cookout. They got the watermelon right there. They got some, like, my, my favorite thing as a kid, all I really eat, pizzas, hamburgers, watermelon, and occasionally chicken. I wasn't really a big chicken guy. But I eat the chicken, but give me a hamburger and a hot dog, I'm good money. Burned up hot dog, nice, big burgers, I'm good money. A burger will just catch up on it, I'm straight, but I digress. Anyway, watermelon, it wasn't a big deal to eat a watermelon. It wasn't like, oh, I feel like I'm somehow racist for doing this. It's like, nah, this is delicious. This is good food. Okay, so getting back to Ikea, right? For Juneteenth, the day I talked about on my speech, they had a special menu at this Atlanta, Georgia location. Now, this is in Atlanta, Fulton County, right? What kind of people do you think work at this particular place? I'm, I'm willing to go out on the limb and say the staff is majority black. The manager, probably the same thing. Atlanta, Fulton County, come on. Let's just put two and two together, right? Anyway, so the menu for Juneteenth was something special. What's on the menu? You got collard greens, macaroni and cheese, cornbread, also chicken and watermelon, fried chicken and watermelon. So apparently that's racist. Ikea gets in trouble. 
the manager of the place put out a statement saying, which is really important. Well, I'm sorry if this was offensive to anyone. We didn't, we didn't mean it to go that way. Um, we consulted some of our employees and they thought this would be a great representation of their culture and their traditions. So without saying that what the manager said was the people that made up the menu are black employees of the state of the particular location in Atlanta. Of course, of course, go to any soul food restaurant, right? What are you going to see in there? Chicken, macaroni and cheese, cornbread, slices of watermelon, uh, or red drink, grape drink. You're going to see that in the soul food spot. You're going to see that exact same menu on any soul foods menu, any soul food restaurants menu. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if a soul food restaurant catered the food that day. But people talking about <laughs> one one person, I can't tell, I can't, I can't identify their gender because the voice is kind of strange. You know, I, I don't really know what's going on. But anyway, the the person said they fed watermelon to slaves during slavery. It's like for real. <laughs> So the slaves did not eat any other food. They didn't eat chicken, beef, pork, nothing like that. They didn't eat uh, vegetables, no no other fruits, no apples, no bananas, or nothing like that. All, all they ate was watermelon all, all the day? That, that's it? Oh, okay. So so they weren't working on farms where they had livestock and they didn't eat that? No, no chitlins, which is something that comes from slavery times? Come on. Like, let's stop playing games. It's good. And out here where I live, matter of fact, Going back to the event that I was at where I spoke, they also serve food there. And the crowd, mostly white. Because I know where I am. It's, it's, in, it's in East Tennessee. It's in Athens. You're not going to have a very high black population. Anyway, they serve food there. And the caterers were black. And everybody was tearing the food up. I'm talking about all the food was gone. What did they have? Pulled pork sandwiches. Um potato salad, banana pudding, baked beans, delicious. Everybody was eating that. It didn't matter if you're black, white, Puerto Rican, candy stripe. Everybody ate the food. Sweet tea, lemonade. I'm talking about sweet tea tastes like Kool-Aid. You understand what I'm saying? Where you have about a drop of water and the rest sugar. That's what it tastes like. That's Southern cuisine. It doesn't matter what color you are. But somehow that's racist to eat. When everyone enjoys it, when you go to Chick Fil A, what are you eating? What you eat? We, like fried chicken, Popeyes fried chicken. Fried chicken is probably one of the most consumed foods in the country, if not the world. And definitely, just chicken by itself is very well consumed. I prefer baked chicken, quite frankly. Lemon pepper chicken, something like that, something with a nice little sauce on it. I'm good money. The fried. Mess my skin up. I'm trying to be pretty. You understand what I'm saying? So give me some baked chicken. But the rest of the food, I'm eating that. I'm eating it. Now, of course, there have been some racial stereotypes of black folks and watermelon. You know, people want to troll with watermelon and all that kind of stuff. And because there was some cartoons back in the day. Racist cartoons, of course, they had black folks eating watermelon in a stereotypical way. Big lips, all that kind of stuff. But my thing is. That's racial propaganda. Why would I let propaganda that's meant to attack me control me? I'm not going to pay that any mind. If I like watermelon, I'm going to eat watermelon. Chicken, I'm going to eat chicken. 
whatever I like, whatever I enjoy, I'm going to do, period. As long as it's legal, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do it. If I enjoy watermelon, I'm going to eat it. I'm not going to let this cartoon that's racist, racist propaganda control me. Like I was saying on Twitter, like I said in my video as well, um, propaganda is a serious tool. That's why critical race theory is a problem because it's propaganda and it starts from a very young age. From the time children are K through 12 and they go to college and even on into workplace as an adult, they're being fed, speaking about feeding propaganda constantly. That's why they believe these things that are not true. And <laughs> you may be able to be fed propaganda that says that eating cicadas is a good thing to do, right? That's what they're trying to do right now all over the TV. Oh, you can eat cicadas, put them in a nice little dish, put them in the casserole, put some paprika on it, put some basil on it. You understand? So it's like they'll have you not eating a delicious, nutritious fruit and going and almost eating cockroaches. Because propaganda, because they say that watermelon is somehow racist. And if you eat it, then you are a racist and you hate yourself. But if you eat roaches, then you're being environmentally friendly and you're doing something that's good for the population and you're reducing on your meat consumption and your carbon emission and you're being green friendly, all this, that, and the third, right? Meanwhile, the people that say that got a whole big T-bone steak in their bedroom, right? Rare, I'm talking about dripping, on their forehead, eating that like it's nothing. But you, the commoner, eat, eat this eat this roach and get out of my face. Here's some seasoning salt. Put that on it and make it scrumptious. But I'll move on. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the propaganda is real. Juneteenth, um, it, it, it wasn't a big deal as far as the menu. I, I can guarantee you everybody that worked there, has had that meal once or twice or 1,000 times. And I also am willing to, I'm willing to almost guarantee that it was black folks that not only created the menu, but cooked the food. I, I'm almost willing to guarantee that it was black folks that did it. And why not? Why is that a bad thing? Anybody that was there, aside from their embarrassment, would have enjoyed that. 100%. All right. But thank y'all again for being here. I appreciate you guys. Um, did I talk about CNN defending Ron DeSantis? I think I might have at the very beginning. But CNN had to defend Ron DeSantis. Now, check it out. There was this lady on CNN by the name of Nikki Freed, and she's trying to become the next governor of Florida, a Democrat, right? And she was, of course, attacking Ron DeSantis. Now, it's hard to attack Ron DeSantis. Everybody wants to go to Florida. Everybody and their mama. They want to go to Florida, Texas, Tennessee, they want to come down here because we're free states. Okay. They want to go to Georgia as well. Atlanta is an issue, of course. But if you don't live in Atlanta, Georgia's nice. North Georgia, not Atlanta, that's great. Southern Georgia, Eastern Georgia, Western Georgia, anywhere but Atlanta. Even Atlanta's not that bad. As long as you don't live in the killing fields, <laughs> as long as you don't live in Southwest Atlanta, Buckhead at this point, certain parts of Buckhead, uh, West, East. As long as you don't live within the perimeter, you get money. But anyway, everyone wants to come down here. Why? We have good uh, business practices. In Tennessee, there's no state tax. It's a very high sales tax, like 9%, but no state income tax. Okay? So that's very attractive. Also, I think Florida might be the same way. We're friendly for business. We're open. The people are friendly. We don't have all these crazy regressive taxes and rules and regulations and whatnot. 
You don't have crackheads just roaming the street, doing whatever they want to do, setting Walgreens on fire or whatever. We're safe. We got rights. We got our guns. We're good money. Everyone wants to come here. And I think Florida is leading the way. One thing I was saying to my wife is that I think Ron DeSantis is leading a coalition of states on the low. Whenever Ron DeSantis does something, other states tend to follow. Tennessee, Georgia, Texas, even Mississippi, Alabama, a lot of the southern places and other parts of the nation is maybe like some of the Utah, Montana. They follow DeSantis's lead when he says no more mask mandate. A lot of the other states follow things that he does. People are really following. He is a front runner right now for president. If Trump does not run, which he might not. If Trump does not run, it's going to be DeSantis. He is the best governor in the union, period. Everybody knows it. Even the people that don't like Republicans, they don't like DeSantis, they want to go to Florida still. Somehow they think that, oh, it's not Ron DeSantis. It's not his leadership. It's not anything of the sort. It's just because Florida is Florida and it's warm. And that's why it's good. That's not how that works at all. <laughs> okay. California is warm too. And looks like it's, you know, it, it looks like a complete disaster, right? Anyway, and thank you to Mitch Girl POV for the donation saying, thank you so much for the love and support ABL. I truly appreciate your support of my new channel and my new Instagram too. Many blessings to you. Thank you for that. I appreciate you, Mitch Girl POV, 100%. Y'all follow her here on the YouTubes and also on the Instagram. But everyone likes DeSantis. So when Nikki Free goes on CNN talking about how bad of a job he's doing, how he didn't do well during the scandemic, I mean, plan pandemic, when she says that, CNN, if they're honest, they have to kick back. They have to push back and say, hey, wait a minute, that's not true. And that's what they did. They pushed back and saying, well, wait a minute. He has very low numbers of the virus. You know, uh, a lot of people want to move there. He didn't put virus-positive patients in nursing homes. He prioritized seniors with the vaccine. You know, he, he did. He made very good moves as a governor, and he's continuing to make good governor moves. CNN had to defend him. Now, there could be a reason aside from them just wanting to be honest for one day when they're normally not. When they're normally not, it's because a lot of Democrats don't like Nikki Fried. She's not going far enough with her with with the left agenda. She's not radical enough for them, so they may want to try to just cut her out. Or maybe they, meaning the Democrats, don't want the Democrats to ruin Florida. Because they do it. Remember, we almost had Andrew Gillum. We almost, not we, I'm not, I'm not a Floridian, but the U.S., put it to you like that, the U.S. almost had Andrew Gillum as the governor of Florida. And shout out to Candace Owens, the, the triple OG, the, the top dog, for exposing that. Remember? Remember the pictures that came out of Andrew Gillum on the ground, landing some, some, uh, some doo-doo and stuff like that, with, you know, with no clothes on? That was her to leak that. She, she was the one that eventually put it out. Now, she, she wasn't the one that actually procured the images, but she was able to amplify it, if that makes any sense. We almost got that guy as a governor. Now, imagine what the state of Florida would be under Andrew Gillen versus Ron DeSantis. So I'm glad we dodged that bullet. I think Democrats are also glad they dodged that bullet because where will all the New Yorkers go? All these New Yorkers, New Jersey, Ers. People from the, you know, the northeast of the country, where would they go? Uh, all the way to Texas or somewhere like that rather than Florida? Because that's where they want to go is Florida. It's sunny, it's nice, good government. 
where would they go if you had Andrew Gillum in there, you know, doing drugs and whatnot? You can't be, you know, in your office getting skied up trying to get some things accomplished. When you're talking about the, the virus and natural disasters and things of that nature. And also, shout out to Texas and Florida for building a wall in Texas. I think Florida is sending troops and or officers and whatnot to Texas just for security and whatever else they need. But Texas, under Greg Abbott, is going to be building a wall beyond what the federal government wants to do. They're going to build their own wall with their own money. And I say, bravo, that's fantastic. If the public can donate to that, I'm with it 100%. This won't be no kind of weird kind of who gave these stuff. It'll be with the state of Texas, and that's what I need. People say that um, Greg Abbott is not a good governor of Texas. I beg to differ. He had a natural disaster with that whole thing with the ice and the water, but, I mean, things happen. You know, it's, it's, you're not immune to natural disasters. Things happen. Greg Abbott is a great governor. If he can build that wall or finish what Trump started, that'd be fantastic. All right. So thank you all again for joining. What else? Oh, let's get to the transgender Olympian and then we get to super chats and whatever you guys have as far as questions. Now, uh, shout out to um, this person. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Laurel. Laurel Hubbard. Now, Laurel Hubbard is or identifies as a transgender woman, but they were born as a male born a biological male, right? So they're biological male and they identify as a woman, right? Now, I don't know their pronouns or whatever. I'm going to just, you know, be neutral and say their name or whatever. Anyway, this cat, this individual, this bloke was competing as a weightlifter, which is what they do, you know, trying to be going to the Olympics. They competed as a weightlifter from 1998 until 2012 as a male. So for the better part of 15 years, they were a man identifying as a man weightlifting and trying to compete with no results, no medals, no nothing, no results, 15 years. So if you're doing some math in your head, this person is kind of up there in age. They are 43 years old as of right now today in 2021, right? Anyway, they transitioned in 2013. In 2015, they go out for the Olympics as a woman. Now, I don't know what happened right there, but it didn't go in 2016, so I don't know what's going on. But in 2017, they won a silver medal at a weightlifting competition. It was in the Olympics. And they won gold medal in 2019 at the, like, Pacific, I don't know if it was Pacific uh, region or whatever. They won a gold medal, but again, not the Olympics. Fast forward 2021, they have qualified for the Olympics as a biological male now identifying as female competing against women. And the numbers were crazy. I saw this, um, these stats and in their particular group that they compete with, the over 35 crowd, like as far as 35 years old, Laurel Hubbard's numbers were twice that of the biological female competitors. The number two person had half of the clean and jerk, all that kind of stuff as Laurel, Hub Laurel Hubbard. And the person was like 35 years old on the dot. 
and Laurel is 43, 42 or 43 years old, early 40s. This is a game that's more suited to people in their 20s, late 20s, maybe early 30s max, but late 27, 28, not necessarily to be in your 40s. Not for this kind of sport. For strongman and things like that, it's different. I'm talking about clean and jerk, all that. That's for 28, 29-year-olds. You're 43 years old, and you're stomping, you're curb stomping all your competitors in your particular age bracket that are women. How is this fair? And also, shout out to Nini Manamua. Nini Manamua is a young lady, 20, 25, 26, something like that, right around that. She was raised in Tonga, Polynesian, 100%, not white or anything, Polynesian, raised in Tonga, moved to California, and then I think she was competing in weightlifting with the U.S. team and then went to Tonga and competed with that team. Because you know how they do. You could compete with a different team, like a, a U.S. basketball player that grew up in Africa and moved to Spain and came to the U.S. from Spain went and played with the Spanish national team in the Olympics in basketball. That's kind of how that works. But anyway, now she plays for Tonga. And the way that, uh, way that, way, and the way that the Olympics work in this particular sport, in the weightlifting, the IWF, they select certain people that perform, I think, in the top eight right away. Now, if you fall into this little buffer area between, I think, 9 and 14, it's going to go by your continent where you come from. Something like that. I'm not exactly sure how they do it. Your continent and or your region. So, Laurel Hubbard is out of New Zealand. And Nini Manamua comes from Tonga. They're in the same region, Oceania, right? Australia, New Zealand, Tonga, Fiji, Tuvalu, Vanuatu, etc. All in the same region. So, if Laurel Hubbard was not there in Oceania... Nini Manamua would have qualified. She was just one spot out of qualifying. I think she had to be like number 14. She was number 15. Just out of qualifying. Matter of fact, can I find that right quick? I, I need that to put on the screen so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Give me one second here. But yeah, it, it was crazy. Matter of fact, hold on. Can we get this up? And... All right, I'm going to find it eventually. But yeah, that's not the wave at all. It's unfair. My thing is, if somebody wants to be trans or whatever, that's fine. They could do what they want. I ain't tripping. That's not my fight to fight. I'm not, I don't, that's your business. Do whatever you want to do. My issue is when you try to put kids onto that. I think kids should be left alone. Don't sexualize children. All right. And also, you shouldn't be competing against women that are biological women. If you're biological male, you have an unfair advantage. I think even Bruce Jenner, I mean, Caitlyn Jenner said the same thing. Matter of fact, so here is a list I want to show you. Here is a thing I wanted to show you guys. So it was kind of hard to see. But you can see the, the qualifying and you can see the, the green. This is everyone that qualifies, right? Everyone that qualifies is right here. All right. So what number number one through eight and Laurel Hubbard's number seven from Oceania. And if you go down to the blue, this is uh, your continental 
um, your continental qualifying, right? So you have Oceania, Europe, Pan America, Asia. I think those are all the regions right there. So Pan America is probably like North, South America, the islands. Asia, obviously China, not China, but you know, Asia. Past Istanbul, Turkey. And over to like Japan and Korea. Oceania, I'll show you all that. Europe, you know what Europe is. But you see right there, number 14, these are ones that don't qualify. They just missed it. And right there, number 14, right outside the blue, is um, Quinini Manamua, right? From Tonga, right there. If not for Laurel Hubbard, then the other Oceania person would have moved up and the other one would have moved up and then she'd be in that spot. But since that didn't happen, this is what's going on. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. So what you have ultimately is a white male disenfranchising a woman of color. That's what it is. Biologically, biological white male disenfranchising a woman of color, but that's fine because they got the LGBT thing behind their name and it makes it okay. It's not right. I, I, I did my video today. I was talking about the, um, the track and field qualifications. You know, I was watching the young lady, uh, Shakari Richardson, you know, great, great young lady, real fast, kind of a slow start to her hundred meter dash, but she was able to turn on at the end. So the afterburners on and was really just off to the races, right? Shakari Richardson. Now she won the race and her time was a 10.8 something in hundred meter dash, right? So she won first place, number one, qualified for the Olympics, 10.8, hundred meter dash. Now the men, I watched them too. And the slowest man that qualified out of eight men ran a 10.2. The slowest man that qualified 10.2. I think the fastest man was like a 9.7 or 9.8. But the fastest woman was a 10.8. How could she qualify at all if she had to compete against men that were biologically men? It's just not possible. Period. Have gendered sports for biological genders. If you happen to be transgender, run against your particular birth gender or let it be a category just for transgenders. But I would say run against your biological gender. If you can't, like, like it was one girl that got suspended or banned from the Olympics because she had some kind of HGH in her system, some kind of drug in her system. She said it came from a burrito, a pork burrito. Did it come from the burrito? I don't know. But just the one little drug, she's done. But you can be a biological male, compete against women. It's not right. It is not right. It's rigged. And, you know, a lot of these sports become corrupt. They become rigged. And it's, like, not even really worth watching. And stuff like that makes you think, okay, it's, it's rigged and it's kind of a game that we're playing here. So, yeah, the Olympics, I, I praise them for... Um, banning all the Black Lives Matter paraphernalia at the games. They, they, get, they get a bravo for that, a little hats off for that. But let's let's do a little bit more, shall we? Let's not have these biological men get into women's spaces and just X them out, disenfranchise them. Let them be great. Let them have their own thing because it's not fair to have men in that environment.
you don't you don't see it go the other way. You're not going to see women that become men going to a man's space. You're not going to see that happen too much. You know, trying to play sports and all that kind of it's just not going to happen because there's physical limitations that you can't get over. There's biology, and those that always say believe the science, trust the science. Some reason they don't trust the science when it comes to what's male and what's female. You know, as far as how you're born. You can identify as whatever you want to identify as, but when it comes to actual science in nature, you can't deny it. You cannot deny it. All right. I got super chats on deck, and then I'm going to get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Give me a little bit, and I'm going to get straight to the calls. And thank you all again for joining. If you enjoy what you're hearing so far, go ahead and give the video a thumbs up if you've not done so already. Also, share the video, like the video, do all that Good stuff. And let's go ahead and get on in it. Let me see. Oh, there's a whole lot going on. A whole lot of questions here. Whole lots of questions. Okay, let me see. I think it's a Hydra who says, I'm not sure if you're a Christian, but why do you keep saying you're okay with homosexuality as long as it doesn't bother you? Well, I'm not Christian. I'm, I'm not religious. But, I mean, if somebody's gay, that's their business. My only thing is when you start to try to get children involved with it, when you, when you try to indoctrinate children into it, that's when I got an issue. But I'm not really on this whole moral crusade. I'm not trying to be the moral police. I'm just doing, I'm just about what makes sense from a common sense point of view that everybody's going to be on the same page with, you know, cause I've debated people that are transgender, LGBT, all of that. And they kind of been on the same page with me at the end of it. And that's kind of what it's about. I'm not necessarily trying to find the middle ground between those that are too far gone to the point where I compromise myself. I'm just saying, hey, if you get that shit business, because I don't know what you do. I've I've been around the block a lot. I've seen a lot of different things in my life. A lot of these, you know, big tough guys talking about how macho they are, how tough they are, be the gayest ones. So I don't even really try to judge nobody on that. I don't try to make assumptions and figure out what's going on because it's a personal business. My only thing is, let's just keep things civil in society. If we can do that, then we get money. Thank you to for the donation. I appreciate you. Thank you to Hydrip who says, the evidence could not be more obvious that anyone who was okay with homosexuality is immoral. I mean, whatever. Like I say, I've seen a lot of things in my life. You know, I'm... I'm 36, but I'm old for real. I've seen everything that you could possibly see. And trust me, a lot of these big tough guys, oh, I ain't gay, be super gay. But I'm not judging, like I say, because once you go down that road trying to condemn and all of that, trying to judge and trying to point, you're going to end up really confused when you see the reality of the world unfold before your eyes. And it's not what you thought it was going to be. All right, shout out to... Um, okay. He already hydrips mad. Maybe, maybe you got something to hide, sir. <laughs> cause you know, when I see stuff like that, that's a red flag right there. See, cause I seen it. I seen that a lot. You got to be comfortable with yourself, man. Like I'm securing my masculinity. I'm securing who I am. I'm not going to be insecure. You understand what I'm saying? But I'll leave that alone. Cause again, I ain't judging. You see how that works? And thank you to Ario who says Juneteenth special, Juneteenth speech was lit. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. 
Yeah, I just, you know, I, I came there. I just was able to get things off my chest and say what's going on. All right. Thank you to one hope who says, thank you, ABL, for sharing your Juneteenth speech. For those of us that could not attend, keep up the fantastic work, U.S. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, shout out to Texas Sweet T who says, Superman ABL is super ma'am. Let's not be sexist here. <laughs> thank you for that. Um, let me see. Thank you to Keeping America Afloat who says, ABL, thank you for doing all that you do to keep America afloat and to educate people who need help. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you to Fantasy Football Wizards who says, how can I call in ABL? Appreciate your work. Houston, Texas in the building. Thank you. Um, I'll be opening the phone calls in a minute. And the number is always there. It is right there. 434-658-1220. Once I open the phone calls, you'll be able to get in. If you're having a hard time getting on, just keep trying. Put your area code in the chat. I'll try to get to you as soon as I can. You can also call in through Skype. There's an email for that in the description box below. You can add me on there. And then we can just do that. All right. Um, let me see. Ian Kenny says, do you want to see extreme cringe? You might need to take a, make a whole video for this one song and video. No more lockdowns by Ariana Grande. You know what? I, I saw that. I saw that. What was that with James Corden, the late night host? Was that, is he talk, you talking about that? That was super cringe, but they're going to definitely strike me on that one. For sure. They, they're going to strike me to like, a lightning bolt on that one. I already know how that's going to go. Just just because they're going to be spiteful and hate me because I'm having a different message than they would have. All right. Let me see. Um, thank you to Liquid Mike, who says, you know, will never be held accountable. The slave traders who sold their fellow man. Well, that part for sure. All right. Thank you to First Last, who says, ABL keep giving the good work. The good word to all the people that follow you, and 75,000 plus. The only way to fight evil is with the truth. They will not win. Thank you for the tea. Appreciate it. We lit. Thank you to Tyrannius who says, I eat watermelon almost every day during the summer. Guess I can identify as black. <laughs> exactly. Hey, that's that's a nice uh, fruit for the heat for sure. Nice and cool. It's sweet. It's lit. Thank you to uh, Rex116 who says, it's good to see you back, brother. Keep spreading truth. Just curious, but did you see the new Uncle Beans, Uncle Ben's commercial? Sad, crazy lefties. I have not seen that, but I'm going to be offended. I already know. I'm, I'm going to get triggered. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. I'm looking it up as we speak. Hold on. Can we, can we pull this up? Oh, my goodness. Okay. This is going to be a live reaction. Let's, let's, let's check it out. This came out one week ago. Hopefully, this is a correct commercial. Cause we're going to watch it live. Let's do it live. Shout out to um, Ben O'Reilly, um, Bill O'Reilly. Pardon me. We're changing our look. We're changing to make a difference for a more inclusive future. But one thing we're keeping the same is our great rice. We're Ben's original. Okay. So, all right. All right. So look, let's, let's go back. What's wrong with this? Explain to me what's wrong with that. You know what? I'm offended for real because it's like, you think you think there's something wrong with that? That man looks how, he looks like how I'm going to look in 50 years or 40 years. My uncle, I'm telling you, looks just like that. Why is that somehow wrong? Why? And check it out. 
right here they put it's like they're gonna be inclusive okay Ben's Ben's original so stupid I'm not buying that I refuse I'm going straight to the the China man and getting that from there hold on changing to make a difference so you're gonna put the black guy right in the front and center of the commercial right trying to be inclusive and all this and that but you had a black guy on the cover of the actual box keep that how about that but I'm getting I'm getting offended. This is so dumb. I wish I would buy that. I, I would never buy that again. And I used to buy Uncle Ben's rice. I used to make rice all the time in a pot for 25 minutes for, for brown rice. You know, um, well, for white. A little more than that for brown rice, like 45 minutes of brown rice. I had, had it to a science. I'd I be cooking my rice and my bok choy, my fish, all of that. When I was, you know, in the trenches still eating healthy on a little bit of money. You put the black guy right here in the very beginning because, and to, to back up, I'm, I was involved in marketing and I still kind of am, but I did that for like a profession. So I know what you're doing when you put the, the black guy in the beginning, you're trying to say, okay, we're inclusive. We're, we're for black people. We're, we're diverse, multicultural. And you got the black lady right here and Biggie was lady right there. Not even showing the white male at all in the picture. But you had the black guy on the cover of the box. I'm getting offended. All right, let's move on. So stupid. So stupid and woke. They're getting a bad review. Just on GP, they're getting a bad review. I'm going to go on Google right now and be like, nope, this the rice sucked. It didn't pop when it's supposed to. You know, it was nasty. Tastes like plastic. You know, came straight from China. I don't want it. But I'll move on. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, let me get back to where I was. Um, okay, let me see. Let's go back. Let's go back. All right. Thank you to Mitch Girl POV. Already read that one. Thank you again. Thank you to Laura Catherine who says, Hi, ABU. Can you please give your opinion on the, no the Nova virus? Lord Farquaad, a.k.a. Fauci, <laughs> and the media seem to be trying to fear monger again. Almost not a case of COVID 2.0. What do you think? I don't know a lot about the Nova. I don't, I don't know anything about that, honestly. I've not heard any rumblings about the Nova virus. Not really, so I don't know. Maybe I can look into it and give you a better answer than I don't know. Um, thank you to Shroom Chica Chica who says, rice and beans are the stereotypical food for Hispanics, but I wouldn't find it offensive if it was on the menu. I would be grateful and say thanks. Exactly. That's it. It's simple. And rice and beans are delicious. Delicious. So what's the problem? Thank you to Hollow Boy for Life who says, make Victoria's Secret sexy again. Thank you to Abby who says, wishing Justin Clarence Thomas happy birthday. Yes. True, authentic patriot overcame innumerable challenges, hoping his better half is a listener. Well, thank you for that. That was a great super chat. And yes, happy birthday to the best Supreme Court justice on the bench. I said it. I don't see any arguments. I don't see any lies. Thank you to DeVroy, DeVry Darkins, who says, this isn't rocket science. If anything, start a transgender Olympics. Wouldn't that still be considered inclusive? Exactly. That's what it, hey, that'd be great, right? Have a little flag and everything with all the colors you want in it and put the rings on it and do that. That's fairer than saying, oh, well, you six foot eight and 300 pounds and agile as a gazelle, yet you identify as a woman. You can go play women's basketball. Completely unfair. Completely unfair. And thank you to Leo Mazzino who says, what can I say to the left when they say critical race theory is not being taught? 
Well, talk to them about the specific things that are being taught that are part of critical race theory. Okay, when they when they want to talk about white supremacy and how it controls a nation, that's part of critical race theory. You know, let's, let's look at what actually is being taught, the specific things that they're talking about and link it to critical race theory. Thank you to Jared Bailey who says, when's that good money mug coming out? Oh, I need that one too, huh? That's one of my phrases. I need, I need that one too. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get it out to y'all for real. And thank you to Evodio Tovar who says, one year while I was serving in the Marine Corps aboard Lejeune, North Carolina, a dining facility celebrated Juneteenth by serving soul food, fried chicken, collard greens, and yams. Exactly. That's like your typical black soul food dinner. You, you eat that all the time. You know, not every day. I can't, I can't, if, if you eat it every day, you're going to get diabetes. But I eat that like special occasions, Christmas, Thanksgiving, something like that. Maybe like three times a year you eat that. Yeah, for sure. And it's not racist. It's not wrong. It's, it's, it's okay. It's good. It's like you, you could be fat for a day and enjoy it. Destination Exile says, I could really use some of that white supremacy right now. Help. <laughs> hey, man, if I could give it to you, man, I would. But, you know, they, they say that I don't know how to use the Internet, so I don't know how to access it. I don't know how to go to the website and punch in the code to get white supremacy for you. So I can't do nothing for you, man. Hey, man, but I'll send that kite out there. If you can get my man, Destination Exile, some white supremacy, he'd really appreciate it. That's from me to y'all. But I'll move on. Thank y'all again for joining uh, the number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. There's a number to call. There's a part, there's an email to get on Skype in the description box below. If you want to do that as well, you can be right here in the bottom left-hand corner and talk about whatever's going on that's kind of related to the topic. And let's go ahead and get into it. Hopefully Skype wants to act right. If it's not working right, it's not my fault blaming the white man for that. All right, let's get into it. And also go to the um go to the merch site, ablmerch.com. If you want the USA hat, this is the USA special edition hat. You can use a promo code 1776-1776 to get 20% off your next order. So if you get this hat and a few more things, you could put the code in the entire situation and get your discount that way. All right. So thank you all again. Let's go ahead and get into it. Six zero five in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Krista. All righty, what's going on? Hi, I just wanted to ask you what your opinion is on the Tulsa race massacre of nineteen twenty one. Um, that's a that's a good question. I feel like it's been manipulated and changed by the media. It's not it's not what they said it was oh. because they don't tell you the full story. All they say is that uh, a lot of black folks died. Somebody was falsely accused of something. A lot of black folks died. But what happened was there was an accusation. I don't know if it was true or if it was false. I have no idea. The accusation was that a black man had raped a white woman. And when the people of the community, or the, or the white man's community, when they went to confront the accused person, they had a mob with them. And the accused man had a mob with him to prevent from getting lynched or anything like that, right? And um, so there was a confrontation. 
in a confrontation, there was a bunch of people that died on both sides, black and white. For some reason, that's not really a thing that's talked about too much. So this continued and it devolved into a riot. Now, the riot ended because of some bombing. There, there were rumors of planes uh, dropping bombs from the sky. And the number of dead on both sides is disputed. I've read as few as 30 blacks up to 300 blacks. I don't know which one is true. I've seen about the same number of whites on the low end, not the high end, like 30 or so whites. But anytime I hear it and they say massacre, how is it a massacre if there was mutual combat and deaths on both sides? That's a battle, not a massacre. A massacre is like the St. Valentine's Day massacre, right? In Chicago where the where Al Capone and them drove up to the club and just sprayed everybody. And there was no retaliation. It was a massacre, not mutual combat where one side lost a lot more than the other. So that's my opinion of it. I feel like it's very, the incident is kind of a representation um, of what people are capable of doing when one group is dominant over any particular society. So what does that mean? I don't understand. Like when you have any country where a particular ethnic group is kind of in charge of taking care of, so to speak, and providing for other groups of people, I feel like when there's a group in power, it just, it's not good for everybody else. But in Tulsa, that wasn't even the problem because the way I always heard it when I was a kid, it wasn't even about the so-called race massacre. It was about Black Wall Street. And the, the thing when I was a kid, when I always heard about this was there were angry and jealous whites who were not well-off, who were not affluent, going to this well-off black neighborhood to destroy it because of the envy, because of the jealousy. This was a well-to-do black area, so it wasn't even about the so-called dominant society taking care of the blacks. The blacks were doing for themselves in their own community. So I don't see right. how that I don't see how that really ties into white taking care of them and then this happening. You see? It well they weren't able to rebuild. I mean Oh no, I, they, they did they, they rebuilt it. They they rebuilt it five years later and it lasted up until civil rights when they voluntarily abandoned it. I didn't hear about it being rebuilt. Oh, of course Maybe not, because the media they don't want to tell you that part. The media will just say it was a race massacre and it was destroyed and there was no more. No. It was rebuilt five years later and lasted up until the 60s when civil rights came around because the, the reason why Black Wall Street was doing very well and it was affluent is because black people had to shop right there and whites could not, for the most part, they couldn't really shop right there. So blacks had to pool all the money together and work with each other. But then when integration happened, there was no more need for that. You can go and shop in the white part of town or wherever you wanted to go. That's why it eventually was abandoned and there was no more black wall street. And this same thing happened all over the country. Harlem, New York city was the same way. Harlem Renaissance. You had black folks out there in furs and nice cars, all kind of stuff. But then when integration came, it was the same thing. The Negro leagues and uh, baseball at black folks had their own um, major league baseball right around the same time when major league baseball right. started, they had their own league. But then when Jackie Robinson did what he did leaving he is seen in two different ways in history. He is seen as a hero and a traitor. 
he's seen as a hero for integrating baseball, but also were traded because he left the Negro League, which was black owned. Rather than rather than going to the white owned leagues, he could have stayed with the Negro Leagues. You see, so this whole thing about dominant society taking care of black folks, that's the problem. People want a lot of black folks want whites to take care of them. But the actual thing was we had a lot of our own things going on and everybody didn't want to do that. Now, Black Wall Street, that was a battle between two people, between two sides, where one side got a lot of casualties more than the other side. That's what happened. The way that I understood it was that you had a very prosperous city um, of people and another white Americans came over and bombed and just destroyed everything that they had and burned them alive. That's the way that I saw it. With the police involved, with the police actually helping them do this. That's the way that I understood it. Well, so, yeah, it's not really what happened. I mean, I, I kind of heard the same thing when I was a kid, but that's not really the full extent of it. Like I said, there was a, an event that happened. Allegedly, somebody allegedly got raped. There was a confrontation. Both sides are fighting. People on both sides die. Now, that's much different than whites were jealous and they came to Black Wall Street because they're doing so well and then they bombed everybody and killed them just because they're jealous. That's two different stories. I'm not saying either one is right. I'm just saying let's get the true story out there so we understand what's really going on and not just this sensationalized version of what history is. Let's get the real version of history. Right, right. I, see, I got the news from uh, mostly YouTube and Google. That's, those are my two sources. But can you recommend a source? where I can look that would give me more accurate information? Um, I don't really know because I've done this research many years ago. I'm telling you, but um, you can just fact check me. Just search what I said about the, the race riot, about the rape allegation. Just search that and you'd be on your way. And also, talk, and also search for when Black Wall Street was rebuilt five years later and lasted until integration. Talk about that and, talk, and, and search some of the other places some of the other Black Wall Streets, Harlem, New York City, places like that, and see what happened, and you'll see a pattern. I see. Okay. All right, I'll try that. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Yeah. Hey, shout out to her. Hey, you know what? I, I appreciate that because I could tell right away that she was a liberal, and it's fine. I want you to call in and ask questions. Have a good faith conversation. That was a good call, so shout out to her. I really appreciate it for calling. You know, and if you want to call some more, don't feel bad. One, one call per night, though. But if you want to call in the next time, it's all right. Got any more questions? It's all good. I'm here. I'm here to educate, not to judge. Now I'm on your line. I'm speaking to. Hello? Yes, who am I speaking to? Uh, Matthew Terry. All right, what's going on? Um, I was wondering, what's your opinion on gun control? Um, that's kind of a, a vague question. Be, be, be a little more specific. Um, more specifically, like, uh, taking away our AR-15s, stuff like that. Uh, not a big fan of that at all, because, um, the question is, why would they do that? I mean, there's plenty of, AR-15 ain't nothing but a rifle. You pull the trigger one time, one bullet comes out. So I don't know why they would do that. Uh, they just kind of want to chip away at gun rights so we don't have anything. And then I think the end game will be the state will only be the only ones that have it. So you'll be, you'll be defenseless while the police, the military, they have guns. 
And then they want to weaponize the police and the military and make them do things to us. And it's just going to be chaos. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of gun control. Joe Biden, what he's trying to do with gun control, not a fan at all. Yeah. All right. So, thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, no, no, no gun control. I saw that Joe Biden was going to do a speech today. I think he did do a little talk. And Joe Biden was halfway asleep. They need to let that man just go ahead and just <laughs> mosey off on the sunset, man. He's not, he's not well. I don't see how anybody, I don't see how anybody could just ignore this obvious fact that he's not doing well. It's so simple. All right, man, what's going on? Skype caller. Hello, uh, can you hear me? I hear you well. All right, well, I have a little, I'm, I'm sorry, my throat's a little scratchy. It's not the pandemic, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a bit of a, uh, can I, I'm going to mute you real quick. Hold on. Go for it. All right, I have a little diagram for you of, of what I like to call the racist truth. So you, you, have, you have this inner red part, and that's where, that's where all the racism juice is in. And the, the black parts, because that, that shows uh, white supremacy <laughs> containing you in the rind. And uh, it's just it. I don't know why people keep calling it watermelon. It's it's clearly it's clearly the, the white supremacy melon. <laughs> and yeah, I I don't know, dude. It's it's just it's insane. I I'm such I'm such a racist. <laughs> I've eaten so much of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. I just thought that was ridiculous, dude. <laughs> it, it is. It's crazy. It's like it's food. It's, it's so stupid. It's, it's literally <laughs> a food you can eat. You can grow it. It's delicious. I mean, come on. Let's I just. I love fried chicken. I'd probably kill for fried chicken. <laughs> hey, you, you ain't the only one. I mean, the Chick-fil-A <laughs> is fried chicken. And every time I go to Chick-fil-A, yeah, the line wrapped around the building is out in the street. Everybody loves it's fried good chicken. Stuff. I'm not even from the South. I'm from like Iowa. And it's just, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for picking up my call, ABL. And thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I man had the, the, the diagram, the little watermelon. It's great, though. Like, it's it's literally food. You can eat it. So what, what are they going to say now? Bananas are racist. Bananas are racist. Watermelon. All of that. Chicken. Meanwhile, Chick-fil-A, lying right around the building. It's propaganda. They're going to tell you that fried chicken is somehow, if you eat fried chicken, then you're not real. You're not a real black person. So all they're going to try to do is just thin out a Chick-fil-A line so they can get there quicker and get their, uh, their, their meal faster. So Because you, you, you're not there. It's propaganda. You're not going to cheat me out of my food that I enjoy with propaganda that's used to attack me. No way, no how. 925, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? 925, hello? Hello? Yes. Uh, hey, Bill. I'm a first-time caller. Uh, calling in from the Bay Area. All right, man. What's going on? Uh, I just wanted to uh, about um, a mass shooting that happened in um, my town. Okay, so what's what happened? What's going on with that? Uh, what happened is there was um, a shooter came in and shot up um, my neighbor's house. And after the mass shooting, the mayor of my town came out and said that we needed uh, more police in the city. Well, there you go. I mean, it makes more sense to me. 
rather rather than um rather than um uh, gun control. Yeah. So how, how you feel about that? You think you think the police would be the answer? Have a more police? Like, what what, what should the solution be? Where you from from your point of view? Well, I think there should be more police in the city because um, there was because they defunded the police in the city, and what happened is they're just shooting a bunch of fireworks like all over the place. And fireworks are illegal in my town, but because there's no police in the town, uh, they don't have, they can't enforce it. No. Then you got you got all kind of problems that happen because there's no police to be able to be there to be a deterrent. There's no punishment, so a lot of like a lot of small things lead to bigger things, and that's the issue. A lot, a lot of the crime starts that way. Yeah. And you know the crazy thing is that the city council, the councilwoman, uh, said that we needed to fund the police and divert the funds into programs. You said you said what now? Say that one more time. The the city councilwoman wants um, to fund the police. Okay. And divert the funds toward a program, and she said that after the shooting. So she wants to defund the police and then get the money to programs. Yeah. <laughs> like what kind of programs? Like that's so silly. Like the programs, no programs are going to work. When you're talking about crime happening, when you're talking about crime on the streets, people shooting guns, these programs aren't going to work. And you got to ask yourself, okay, who is going to run these programs? A lot of people, a lot of these cities are giving money to like black lives matter type organizations. I've seen this happen before many years ago. They give money to these organizations, and a lot of times ain't nothing but a hustle. You got these grant writers, people like that, all in it. They, they breaking the bread among each other, and at the end of it, everybody's getting paid, right around in nice cars, but the shootings and the crime remain the same. So it's a pointless endeavor. It's, it's just making any sense. You got to have actual security on the ground, and also you got to have enforcement of the law that goes beyond the police. When you're talking about prosecutors and judges and whatnot, they got to be on board too. If somebody, if a police, if an officer arrests somebody, a prime example is in San Francisco where they had the, the Walgreens, the, the viral video of the guy in there stealing. It, there was no point in capturing this person when he was doing it because if he was going to get captured, it wouldn't be any penalty. There would be no, no punishment for his crime. And then they arrested him later because of the public, um, of, of the outcry from the, from the media and whatnot, but they'll let them go. So it was like, what's the point? You got to have people that are going to be on the same page, but trying to fight crime. Yeah. Thank you for taking my call, ABL. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Shout out to him. All right, let's get to some more calls here. The number to call, 434-658-1220. The Skype email is in the description box below. You can add me on that. You can be right here in the bottom left-hand corner and talk about whatever's going on in your mind, and we'll just keep going from there. 508, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, this is Jacob. What's going on, ABL? All right, things all right about yourself? 
Uh, it's going all right. Another day, another dollar. That's right. Uh, that's right, man. Uh, I was just wanted to pick your brain. What, what do you What do you think is the main cause uh, for the poor uh, school um, poor schooling in the major Democrat cities, like uh, in the, specifically in the black neighborhoods? What's the reason for the zero percent passing rate in uh, English and math? And what's the quickest way to fix it? That's a good question. Now, this starts before the children are born. Now, I'm going to just go through the whole thing because I've had the same conversation before. And my dad was around. He told me the whole thing because my dad always worked with a lot of these school systems and would try to mentor kids. And he, he told me what's going on. Now, the first problem is the welfare state. Before the child's born, before the child's conceived, the welfare state, that's a problem. Because the welfare state subsidizes failure. It subsidizes a lack of a two-parent household. Um, and the whole country is affected by this, by the way. And it's, it's, it's starting to kind of spread beyond the black community, unfortunately. Um, now, in 1960, there was a report written by Daniel Patrick Moynihan, a Democrat. And it's Moynihan Report. You may have heard of it. But in the Moynihan Report, it said that the black community was in crisis in emergency mode because we had an 80% two-parent household rate. 80% two-parent household rate before we had children. So two parents married before they had a baby. That was an emergency. And whites at the same time had a 95% married household rate. So blacks, 80% married household rate. Whites, 95% married. Now, fast forward to 2021, blacks have a 75% single-parent household rate. And whites have a 25% single parent household rate. So the white uh, um, two parent household rate is 75%, which is lower than what it was among blacks in 1960, but nowhere near the complete failure that we have going on right now at 75% single parent households. So when you have these people that rely upon the government and don't really care about having a baby, you're not dealing with the brightest bunch, right? You're not dealing with real smart people. And if you got two morons having the baby, you might get a moron baby. And even if a child is not necessarily a rocket scientist, maybe they could be educated a little bit when they get to be, you know, young. So they could, have, so they could, so they could be ready for K through 12. But what happens is these children, they don't grow like flowers. They're not grown like flowers in the garden. It just kind of grow like weeds randomly, unwanted, randomly growing. And they just stay from here to there, real transient. Parents ain't even really there. Dads ain't there. Mama's barely there. Mom's on drugs, out partying, going to Miami. So the child is like at grandma's house. Grandma can't really do nothing. She's just barely there, barely able to be alive still. Or she might be real young, not really caring about the baby. But anyway, the baby's not being raised. So the baby's just getting older and older and bigger and bigger. He got clothes, got Jordans, but he's five years old and can't read his own name yet. Can barely talk because he's not been raised. So then when he gets to be kindergarten, first grade, he's already behind. You see me, when I was a child, my mom was a stay-at-home mom before my parents got divorced, right? So my dad would go out there and work. Mom's at home with me. What am I doing? I'm watching Sesame Street, reading Rainbow, I'm doing flashcards. I went to a lot of different places to get more education. 
I traveled around a lot. I was in a Christian uh, preschool. I went to another preschool before kindergarten. So I was in schools at like two or three years old learning. I'm at home learning. So when I get to be in kindergarten, I'm ahead. I'm getting straight A's with no problem. I can read a little bit. I can write. I can color. A lot of these kids cannot spell their own name. They cannot count to five, let alone 10. And that carries all throughout their, their, their schooling. Once you get to be in third grade and you can't read, you're pretty much doomed. It's over. And that is what ends up happening. So third grade, they're doomed. Fourth grade, now, now, now they're just being pushed through. They're being pushed through. And they go to these schools with a bunch of kids that have the exact same problems going on. So fast forward to senior year in high school, it's not really that uncommon to have a person that has a 0.13 GPA and is ranked middle of the pack because everyone had that same story growing up. Parents that don't care, parents that didn't care when they were conceived, parents that might have been morons themselves, so you're not dealing with a really high genetic pool or super high IQ. Even if they're not really high IQ, they were not nurtured at all from a young age, and they've not been throughout their entire life. The people at the school don't care. They're getting plenty of money to just have, you know, nice cars and watches and rings and send their kids to private school, not being in these ghetto schools where they teach at. And the beat goes on. It's a cycle that happens with these kids in these schools. They'll have more kids at like 14 to 15 and the beat goes on, unfortunately. So how do you, uh, how do you fix that? I mean, a lot of these kids, uh, you know, you're, you're saying some of them are, are uh, not born with a high IQ, but uh, I'm sure a lot of them uh, can do a lot better than where they're, the direction they're heading. Yes. So whose job is it intervene? Whose job is it to intervene? And, and uh, how do you uh, incent? I, I mean, I think you got to incentivize the family being involved in the school uh, and in the child's life more. I mean, money spent on uh, better desks and better school, uh, paying teachers more and, uh, I don't know, cleaning out the schools. I, I think that's a waste of time and the money should be like incentivized. You should be incentivizing the parents' involvement. Uh, if, if the kids' grades are good, the, maybe you, you, uh, you give more money to the, the, the families where the kids are, are, are doing good. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think family involvement in the school, if there was an incentive, uh, for the family to be involved aside from the kid doing well in life, which is obviously not enough. It's already proven. Uh, then, uh, I think you'll get more of a commitment for the family. If, the, if they're losing money each month based off of their uh, children's grades. Yeah. But see, the problem is that the grades don't even really matter because I'm going to tell you this quick story. And then I got, to, I get to some more calls. Um, what I, my, my solution would be to eliminate the welfare state, the cut to the chase, the, the welfare state is a problem. You can try to get around it, but if that's not solved, then you're going to have more of these. You're not, you're not going to get rid of the problem. And as far as the grades, that can be fudged because there was a story, one of the people that called a show, I'm not sure who it was, but shout out to you if you're out there listening. They said that the person, the, 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 the caller was um, working at a community college, right? In some kind of administrative role. And this girl was a valedictorian at her previous high school going to a community college. She took a test to see where she placed in the community college. And she took all remedial courses. She couldn't even really read as the valedictorian. 
So what's the purpose in rewarding for good grades if the grades are meaningless? Again, you got to get rid of this welfare state to prevent it from happening in the first place because the, the, the problems that exist with the kids and the parents and the teachers are all funded by it. That's the problem, in my opinion. Hey, I, I appreciate the talk, man. Keep, keep, up, uh, keep up the good work. I'll keep watching you. Thanks, ABL. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's a problem. A lot of these parents have kids and don't even really care. It's just like, oh, whatever. I got another baby. Don't, don't really enrich the child. Don't really do anything. It just, you know, and, and when they get to be in kindergarten, they can't do anything. I was prepared. So my parents actually cared about me. My parents actually cared. You understand? Like I was given tools. Even if you're born without the highest IQ, it don't even really matter. You could be of average intelligence or even below average. I've seen people that have actual mental disabilities, actual mental disabilities, physical disabilities or whatever, that physically cannot do certain things. They physically cannot learn the same way that a person without that disability is able to learn. But they're still able to perform better than a lot of these kids that come from these environments that are totally physically fine, mentally fine. So it's like, there's no excuse. You just got to do better. Welfare state in that. That's a problem right there. And if we don't end it, it's going to spread. It's going to be like a virus and spread all over the whole country. And it won't, it won't just be the blacks. It would be everybody. All right, let's get to some more here. Let's go. All right. 860, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, uh, FNA Ranger Xbox. How you doing tonight, brother? Hey, thanks for right, man. What's going on? Uh, a couple of things I want to touch on. Uh, the Tulsa thing. Uh, the Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, he gave an excellent talk on that. It was well uh, researched and factual. You know, and he he said maybe at most 41 people died and 11 to 12 were white. But it started with a 15-year-old girl that was an elevator operator in a hotel. And I guess what the story was is the shoeshine boy who dropped out of school and was actually quite successful shining shoes attempted to rape her. Her dress was torn and she was screaming in the hotel at the hotel elevator operator because back in those days you had to have an operator for the elevator mm. but that's just the, the story and the airplane was actually dropping messages for the media ah. but they weren't dropping bombs you know because where are you going to get the bombs at only the military has bombs and they didn't have that many because it's 1921 right that's what i'm thinking i'm like okay <laughs> you got like world war one um planes bombing this little small town how you get that Right. And uh, that made sense to me, you know, that people mistook that because they were actually having a running battle. What happened was is a group of white people went to go lynch the black kid. And there was a group of black men there to protect him from being lynched outside of a court trial, you know, and everything. But that's what Jesse Lee Patterson said about that. And my thing is, and see if this makes sense to you. In America, where are you going to hide 300 dead bodies when the whole town knows where they're buried at? I mean, they found uh, uh, down in Florida, uh, 
the massacre down there. Greenwood? Ro- Rosewood. 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 Yeah. And, uh, but when you watch the movie Rosewood, what a lot of people forget is when that enraged psychopathic mob that was going around killing black people indiscriminately over a lie, when they got to the county line, there was a whole group of white boys with guns saying, you ain't going to kill our black people. You just turn around and go back, buddy, or we're going to shoot you, you know? So it's not like, you know, the whole world was against black people from the beginning of time, you know? Uh, and moving off of that to the next subject, a lot of these guns that are being used in uh, places like Chicago and New York City, they're actually being stolen from the military. So how is putting more gun control on citizens such as yourself who are upstanding, honest people who have a right by the Constitution to defend themselves what gives them the right to take your right away? They don't have that right. Exactly. What do you think about that? I, I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, and I've, I've known that for a long time. Not not from the military. That's news to me. But I know about the stolen weapons. That's really big in the street. A lot of guys are breaking into houses, breaking into everywhere. I, I don't seen guys um, plow a car through a gun store and steal guns on the inside. So. Yep. And uh, Right. And the these one, guys, uh, go ahead. So, I'm trying to hurry up so I don't take up your time, but I sent you an email with a couple of links for videos about the stolen military guns because there's over 1,700 of them, and a couple of them have been found to be used in murders, but they're supposed to be in an arms room down in Georgia. Ah. That's what the Army says they're at, but they, you know, the police has got them. They were used in a murder. And they said one gun was tied to something like 47 different crimes. Wow. Yeah. So I sent you an email with uh, video links and stuff, and hopefully you'll get it. I know you get a lot of hate mail, which I don't know why. You're just expressing an opinion. Every, as an American, you have a right to your opinion. I have a right to disagree with it. You know, if I don't agree, I don't agree. But, you know, most of the time it's like I'm listening to myself when you're talking. Right on, man. You know, uh, I thank you for the but, call. Uh, Appreciate you. Uh, last thing about the transgender, he has the right to do whatever he wants to do. Like me, if I wanted to be a gay unicorn, I could run around like a, I'm a gay unicorn, but I don't have the right to force you to believe that I'm a gay unicorn. And, and there you go. I'm exactly. not a gay unicorn. It's, hey, whatever you, you want to do, that's your business, but that, that's your business, <laughs> no. not mine. So just keep it like exactly. that. Exactly. Right. It's, exactly. And like God, okay. For me to judge somebody is placing myself above God. And if God doesn't want homosexuals around, he wants to punish them. That's God's business, not mine. There you go. I'm going to mind my business. ABL, you have a great night. God bless you. Loved your uh, talk on uh, Juneteenth. I learned a few things. Thank you very much. Keep doing you, buddy. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. Great call. Great call. And shout out to Blake Tarpley. For, for for dropping them big big dollars who says here's a little something to something something with a bull on top thank you for that i appreciate it 100 and shout out to andrew rivera who says hey abl i never heard anyone complain about that menu in the past just about everyone like something on that menu my guess is the media has people looking for bias in every situation while calling everything racism exactly um all right i'm gonna get to a few more and shout out to unifier tv for becoming a supporter 
Thank you to Kay Lindsay who says, judging morals right or left is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not a moral, I'm not, I'm not the moral police. I talk about facts, I keep it right there. Because the moral police, when you start giving your opinion about that, it gets kind of weird. Um, Let me see. Uh, Shout out to Todd Vine, who says, that story is wrong, brother. The government helped them. All right, well, let's give me some evidence. Thank you to Laura Catherine, who says, my mistake is called the Delta virus, not the, Nor- not the Nova virus. Okay, so I'll, t- I'll check out the Delta virus and see what's going on with that. And shout out to Radical House Ryan for the unicorn emojis. And we got a few more super, um, a few more calls, of course. The call line is jumping. I'm trying to get to everybody as soon as I can. If I can't, don't blame me. It's the white man's fault. 703 in the line I'm speaking to. Hello, 703. Uh, so, um, I've got some questions. Uh, or... Your opinion. Hold on, hold on. Before, uh, before we start, got, hold on, call up. Before we start, turn speakers off in the background for me, please, because I can hear myself in the back. Uh, so, uh, hello? Okay, you have your uh, speakers hello? on in the background. Turn those off for me, please. Can you hear me? Hello? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your speakers in the background. Turn those off for me, please. Oh, okay. So... Uh, I am a little younger, so and uh, I have some questions. Uh, I, I got... Okay, you got you got a little nervous. It's all right. It's, it's like a real young guy. It's all right. It's it's all right, man. No judging. Call back when you get a chance, man. But just so you know, in the future, when you call into a show, you got some noise in the background. You got to turn that off because I can hear it, and if I can hear it, then so can the crowd. So just talk to me on the phone and have that be that, and you'd be good money, all right? All right, get some more here. Let's go. Um, let's try. Wow, the, the calls are coming in fast and furious. Okay, 786 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yeah, hello. This is uh, Daryl Miami. I'm a second-time caller, and I uh, always love your, uh, your deep, detailed analysis. Well, thank you, man, for, for for calling in. So, what's happening? Yeah, well, uh, interesting. Well, really, a lot of things. Uh, you know, just just real quickly, my about one thing is is my wife tonight uh, cooked a a dish that's popular in her home country, Indonesia. It's called ayam goreng. It's very popular there. The translation of the name ayam goreng into English is fried chicken. <laughs> so, I'm learning my wife's culture is racist now. I guess, or I'll be called that by. By those by those wokies, uh, right? But, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but the thing I wanted to t- talk about too, and uh, there's a lot of things I like to speak about, but I wanted to bring up just in general about about cri- critical race theory, philosophically, and it's has its enormous fatal flaw is that it denies that there is such a thing as an individual, which is r- really really disgusting. It's, it's saying that. Everybody in this particular racial group is exactly alike, you know, oppressor, victim, whatever. And I was, I was thinking about, uh, there's a viral video. I don't know if you've seen it, you know, perhaps you have of this man who had the, the two medical degrees. Yeah, I know. That's a modern Renaissance man. He, he calls in a show sometimes. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Okay. Well, I'm not surprised then that you know him, but, uh, 
the thing thing about it is 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 it's outstanding. He said, you know, how he he's got two medical degrees, and it's and it's uh, you know, the the thing that's sick about uh, about critical race theory is is that uh, they would tell him, hey, you see this white person over here, they could point to me, or any white person, and say, because of them, you can't get those two medical degrees, and uh, you know, you know, you can't succeed unless uh, white people permit it, and and disgusting and and i don't want that kind of power i mean i want people to succeed i don't i don't give a darn no what they are you know you know what their race is what their sex is or whatever and uh you know i'm i, I say god bless this man he's got two medical degrees i mean i wish i wish i could shake his hand i mean he's it's he's really a tremendous testimony what he what he came from and i'm thinking right now about another doctor ben carson you know former hud secretary and the first surgeon to uh, successfully separate two congenitally joined Siamese twins. And, uh, you know, the, the, to think that, uh, you know, they can't do what they do, their success uh, couldn't happen because white people wouldn't allow, you know, only because white people allowed it. Right, exactly. That's a, it's a silliest thing because when someone says something like that, it gives the the, the impression that, you can't do anything without a white man. Uh, everything that you do in your life has nothing to do with your success. You, you can't be self-motivated. You can't be self-propelled. It's just a really negative and, quite frankly, a, a dooming message. So that shouldn't be what it is. So we need more, like I said, uh, modern renaissance man's name is Ty Smith. We need more guys like that. We need mm-hmm. more Ben Carsons. We need more self-motivated That's people to be the the message bringers rather than this whole doom and gloom. You can't do anything without mm-hmm. the white man. It's this racist point of view. We can't have that anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, just one thing real quick about uh, the Ikea in Atlanta, when it came to uh, the, the food they serve for Juneteenth. Yeah. I have, I have one slight disappointment with the menu is I wish they served sweet potato pie. Uh, that, that'd be the perfect little top it off right there. Sweet potato pie. That'd be the nice, that, that'd be I a blown it. top. But unfortunately, a year ago, I developed type 2 diabetes, so I don't mm. know if I'll ever be able to enjoy it again. Oh, oh that's too but bad. I, I love sweet potato pie, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, man. All right. Thank you for the call. But, appreciate it. But appreciate what you're doing. Thank you, man. Always. Appreciate it. Sure. All right. And yeah, sweet potato pie would be right on point. Or how, how about some pumpkin pie? Pump, pumpkin pie, sweet potato pie. I prefer pumpkin pie, sweet potato pie. If somebody says, hey... You want some super potato pie? Here's a slice. I'll take it, but if it was pumpkin pie, that I'd make it that much better. All right, let's get to some more calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. All right, let's go. Four eight zero, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? IBL, this is Anna. All righty, what's going on? I am doing fine. I haven't called in in a while, but um, I kind of got to watch the show tonight, and I was prompted. Let me turn this off. You just lectured us about it. <laughs> there we go. Um, and I just was wanting to comment on the Uncle Ben stuff. And I had another thought that tied into it, but it both comes full circle, and I need you to kind of explain if it's just me talking. So I on the Uncle Ben, they... Remove the man, Uncle Ben, but yet they have the man that's dressed like Uncle Ben, the live version, on the cook, uh, the food line, 
And then they also do a little pop with the black family. So I'm thinking if you, it's inclusive now because you've got the live version of black people or, I mean, wasn't it inclusive with the uh, picture of Uncle Ben or does it now become inclusive with the live version? But you still have the man that looks like Uncle Ben wearing the little cook smock. So, and my other one was that you were kind of, couldn't put your finger on it about the girl that in the video, the training video. Yeah. Well, I think I know what it is. You remember the movie Undercover Brother with uh, Eddie Griffith? (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember when he ate the mayonnaise sandwich and he became white, like a white black man, Uncle Tom? Okay. And I think that's what they did with her. They tried to, instead of putting just a regular dressed, nicely dressed black woman, they overdid it to try to make it look like, I think, everything that they're against. And then I say that because also... Did you, I don't know if you did anything on Amazing Lucas going after Brian Tate, Brandon Tatum. I've and it, the video that uh, B. Tatum put up about Amazing Lucas having a problem with him, saying that he's not for the black people and he's working for the white man, really. <laughs> and he, first of all, he also sounded like the character Eddie Griffith on the, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's put that together, but the way he speaks, listen to him, and he sounds just like the guy that eats the mayo. But anyways, he continues on, and he starts tearing Brandon Tatum down, and he's using his large vocabulary, but then he goes and mispronounces several things, but yet he's calling Tatum ignorant. And he's not even pronouncing the word right. So to me, he wants you to think that he's like that character, Eddie Griffith, that becomes, you know, who he becomes. And he starts speaking very scholarly in the movie. And that's the way it seems like Amazing Lucas is doing. But then when he has to slam um, Tatum, he has to sound like he's down with the people by using the slang of ignorant. And like I said, he mispronounced a couple other words. But I'm thinking to myself, how is it that what they're against is what they start? I mean, he's sitting there trying to sound like he's highly intellectual, but then he wants to sound like the people, you know, and then just like the rice commercial and then just like the girl, they're sitting there. They want to be something, but yet they're being whatever they're against. I don't know if that made sense. I'm trying to it's kind of like mental gymnastics there. But it almost sounds like, you know, it's you're you're a contradiction, but then also you were inclusive before, like the Uncle Ben's was inclusive before. Now you've kind of didn't you just kind of do the same thing or did you make that box of rice just look like it's the white man's box of rice now? But yet your commercial speaks of like inclusive when it had Uncle Ben on it. So I don't know. I just thought I'd pass those food for thought, but Yes, I did notice that uh, if you listen, if everybody will listen to Amazing Lucas, he does sound like that character after eating that mayo sandwich. Go back and watch the movie. But it was good talking to you, and I love your show, and I still want to be there for you if you run for office. I really think you should. So I will let you go, and when you come to Texas, I look forward to going and seeing you. I thank you for the call. I appreciate you. And God bless you and your new wife. So we will talk to you later. You take care. All right, now saying to you. Okay. Bye. That that was a great call. Shout out to her. <laughs> you know what? I, I saw that movie a long time ago. Or I saw like bits and pieces of it. I gotta go watch it again. 
Because that that was hilarious. The the the, the description of, of the guy that ate the mayo sandwich, that's hilarious. You know, trying to be something that you're not. You know, me, I'm I'm me all the time. I can't really be anything else. I'm not some type of L.A. weirdo. I'm just me all the time. You know, when I did my speech, I'm the same way. If I see you in person, I'm the same way. This is just me. You know, people, they, I've been accused of playing a part. I've been, I've been accused of being an actor. It's like, if I could take myself, as tall as I am, I'm 6'3", I could take this, this, you know, radio slash TV face and go to Hollywood. I do food push-ups and whatnot, get nice and swole. I can, I can play basketball a little bit. I can, I can go to LA and, you know, make a little, you know, do a little career. I'll be in a few Tyler Perry movies. I'll be in a few little commercials, little, little toothpaste commercial. I could, I could do something like that, but I'm just who I am. And anyone that knows me know this is just me. That's just how I am. Let's see, but some people they they want to you know play characters and whatnot, and they it, it gets weird when they slip out of character. All right, let's get to a few more. Let's go three two five. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, what's going on? Everything was all right. How about yourself? Oh, I'm good, man. Hey, uh, I just wanted to say, dude, I'm a white guy, and I love soul food. I love it all, and I didn't know I was racist for liking it. <laughs> well, I had no idea either. I mean, it's it's food. I'm not sure how food can be racist. It's yeah, like, what is white food? Uh, yeah, exactly. And then the thing is, it's all these weird stereotypes. It's like, look, at the end of the day, is the food good or not? That that should be the, the, the main thing. We shouldn't be trying to politicize good food. That's what it's about. That's all it is right there. Is the food good or not? And we eat it. And we're not, it didn't matter what race we are. We just eat it because we like it. Right. That's, that's it. And that's all. And then really like down here, like where I'm at, where I am in the South, this food is, you can find it everywhere. It doesn't really matter. It's not, it's not a divisive thing. Food should be unifying. Like everybody yeah, likes pizza. And <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Like, like everybody likes pizza for the most part. I mean, that's like the typical, if you, if you help somebody move, it's like, okay, what are we going to do? Order a pizza. And then, you know, straight from Italy, everybody enjoys it. It's not this whole political thing. Oh, that's the white man's pizza. No, nah, it's pizza. It tastes good. That's all that really matters. Yeah, I'm not Italian because I like pizza. I mean, I, you know, it doesn't matter. What I don't, I just don't get what the deal is with people. They have to find problems with every single thing in the world to be upset about instead of just being happy with what they have. That's right. And ABL, let me tell you, I'm from a small white town in Texas, and there was one black family that was here when I was growing up. Uh, the mother of that black family was a, a junior high or elementary math teacher. They were very well respected in this town, and they were the only black family in this town, and everybody loved them. They didn't judge them by their color or anything else. They were highly respected, and there were a lot of white trash around that people didn't like. So it, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. It's judge you on on your character, on who you are. That's right. Right on. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, keep on talking, man, because I love you, and uh, I, 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 hope you, I hope you spread the word, man. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Ed Bill. 
All right, great call, great call. 100%. All right, let's get to a few more here. All right, let's go. 857 on the line, who am I speaking to? Hey, what's going on, man? She's high on IBL. All right, what up? What's going on? Hey, I told you, um, I don't know the person's name, but I think you Look, sir, I can't hear you. I don't know what's going on. If you're on speakerphone or something, I can't hear you. I guess somebody was running to become a mayor of New York. What about it? Okay, she, uh, and, 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 you know, all these, uh, I guess, being politicized concerning about the uh, cutting funding for the police, right? Okay, Is I mean, if, if, you're, if you're trying to be the mayor, that's something political, ain't it? <laughs> okay, like, yeah, well, make, make, yeah, make, makes sense. But the problem is that no one of these people that have been saying that about the funding for the police being cut hasn't even looked at the budget. Uh, have you looked at the budget of New York Police Department? Well, I don't know how much it is. It's like, what, like five, six billion? No, it's more than that. It's how much is more. it? It's more than that. How much is it? It's more than that. So, I, I mean, okay, if, so, you, if you're saying if you're saying I'm wrong, then how are you going to tell me I'm wrong if you don't know what it is? I, I think I think it's more than it's twelve billion. Okay, out of the twelve <laughs> billion, 12 billion? Out of, out of, oh, yeah. So they cut in, they cut in, But let me explain to you why the cut has not affect the uh, New York Police Department operations. One of the reasons is because the cut has not been directly impacted the operating operating of the police department that have nothing to do with the overtime and nothing to do with the uh, police work that have anything to do with community policing cut. Any of these programs are intact. Okay. So where, where so where, where, where does the $1 billion come from? And the actual number is 10 billion. So where, where does the $1 billion come from as far as the cuts? Let me explain to you. Okay. So they, one of the cuts, it was from the, uh, I think they cut 2 million, Actually, they didn't cut one billion. They cut four hundred fifty-five million. That's what the exact number. Uh, you said what? A lot of, a lot of the police, say, say, someone, say it one more time. Four hundred and fifty-five million. That's What's what that? they cut. That's what the that's what the uh, the blast ended up cutting for the for that for the fiscal year. So one of the cuts is because, and it makes sense. Why the New York Police Department budget includes policing of schools? that have nothing to do with New York Police Department policing. They have security guards policing the schools that come from the budget from the New York Police Department. That's like... Okay, what's wrong, what's wrong with that? Uh, why, why is that a bad thing? Well, I mean, that's why the New York Police Department has to pay a contractor to police the schools to walk around or whatever, whatever things they do in the schools for metal detectors and all that. Why, why the New York Police Department has to pay for that? That's the Department of Education should pay for that. That's the, the, the state should pay for that. So who, who would the state? So, I mean, state. so at, at the end of the day, so you want to get the money to the state and have them pay the same people that the New York That's Police Department. So wait a minute, wait, 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 let's, let's stop. Let's stop. I'm going to just ask you a question. So let me just give my question out. So rather than NYPD paying the contractor, you want someone else to pay it? You want, you want the education no, department to pay not, it? So the, so the contractor that. would get paid regardless? Is that what you're saying? That's not what I said. So you who's listen, paying? So wait, wait, definitely. sir, sir. So who's paying the contractor then? If it's not going to be the NYPD, who's going to pay the contractor? 
listen what I'm saying to you. The question, sir, because sir, 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 quiet, quiet. The question, you got to answer it. You like, sir, listen, argument? listen, listen, listen. We're not, we're not doing this today. I promise we're not. It's just not going to happen. You can answer the questions I'm giving you, or you can, you can just hang up, and I'll go to the next caller because I don't got all night. The question was, if NYPD will no longer pay the contractor, then who will? The Department of Education. So somebody is going to pay them. So why does it make a difference? What's the point in taking the money from NYPD if they're already paying them? And then you're going to add another piece of spending onto the Department of Education. What's the purpose of doing it? It makes no sense. You're just shifting the money from one place to another. Why? Because why the department, why the New York Police Department should pay a contractor? The New York Police Department should be only have a budget for policing, not for, not for for a contractor. Why not? Why 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 that money? If it's extra money, should be go back to the policing, community policing. Uh, so why uh, why can't they pay uh, a contractor to you know be security in the school? Why what's, why 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 shouldn't they do that? What's what's wrong with it? Because that's no policing. So it doesn't policing? matter. Somebody got to pay it. Why not that's NYPD? No, no, that's no policing. It doesn't matter. That's the department. So the why department. the question is, you got to answer the question. No more talking for you right now. The question is, why does it make a difference? The contractor got to get paid regardless. So what does it matter where the money comes from at the end of the day? If they still got to get paid. So why does it matter who it pays them? It doesn't matter because they, but you want to listen or you want to keep talking? The question, let's answer the question. You got five seconds. Good night. <laughs> it don't make a difference. It's like, look, if NYPD is paying the contractor and everything's fine, what's the point in taking the money from them and then making a different department in the city pay the same money that was already being paid? How does it make any sense? Just keep it going. It's a lateral move unnecessary. You're going to take $1 billion away and the best argument we have is, oh, they're paying the contractor to, um, you know, secure the schools. It's stupid. Okay, you say okay, you saying the NYPD shouldn't pay for the policing schools, Department of Education should. Why does it matter if the NYPD is already paying it, and the money comes from the city? Why shift that money to Department of Education and have to pay the same money? It don't make no sense. It's just unnecessary to even think about. It's just, that's, that's called bureaucracy. That's how a lot of these people keep their jobs by doing paperwork shifting like that. Pa paperwork shuffling. You think you're doing something great. Oh, we restructured funds. All you did is move from point A to point B. All right. You got two guys in the office. Now, rather than this guy paying it, this guy pays it. <laughs> They're in the same office. What's the point in changing it? It made no sense. All right. Let's get to the next call. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. 336 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, is this ABL? Yes, it is. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is the recipe. Um, I had a question. Did you see the bottom of Vlad, the president of the Russia... Did you see the interview? Uh, with with um with uh, Joe Biden. Well, they I don't I don't know as far as Joe Biden, uh, but I believe so. But they did the both presidents, and they did um Putin first, and I guess Biden later. 
Putin talked for like two hours. No, I've not seen that one. I've I was look I was looking for that when it came when it happened, but I've not seen the full interview with Vladimir Putin. I just heard a little bit about it, but I've not seen it. Okay, check it out. Um, I'm a big fan, and uh, I appreciate you for answering. Um, but yeah, check it out. He uh, he dodged every question. He's good, man. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. You should check it out. <laughs> They'd ask him questions if he was a murderer, and he just had a bunch of uh, well, what do you think questions. <laughs> I, I saw um, that part. I saw, I saw like a little highlight of it. I, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. He dodged everything. It, it was it was pretty good. Okay. Um, and one more question, I'll, I'll let you go if you don't mind. All right. Um, I was reading yesterday, and uh, World War Two, they said that a lot of the people that were out there were Hispanics, and it wasn't white or blacks. So it was mostly Hispanics. Is that true? You said in World War Two. Yeah. I I don't know. That's that's a good question. I've not heard that, so I had to look into it. I don't really know. Yeah, I thought it was weird. It's like uh, we were trying to build a wall for people who fought for our country. Check it out. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right. So did I, did I hear what I thought I just heard? We're trying to build a wall for, we're trying to build a wall for those that fought for the country. Is, is that what I heard? I'm not really sure. Um, it's not even about people who are Hispanic. It's about anybody coming over here illegally. If you come over here legally, then that's fine. No problem. If you follow the law, no problem. But if you don't follow the law, we got a problem. I don't care if you're Hispanic, you African, white, um, whatever kind of gender you create, a space alien, a cockroach, uh, a centipede, uh, a coyote, a literal actual animal, a dog, a cat, a chimpanzee. I don't care what you are. Don't come over here illegally. Simple. And the the reality is a lot of the um, people that have come over here legally a lot of the legal Hispanic immigrants don't want to be followed by the criminals that live in their prior country. They don't want to get followed by the cartel that are just being allowed to come over here and do whatever they want to do. They don't want that. They escaped that for a reason. They came over here legally and did everything by the book for a reason. All right. But I don't, I don't know if I heard that. Maybe I'm hearing something wrong. Maybe I'm just a little paranoid. I don't know. But y'all let me know. Let's get to the next one. 972, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is, uh, sorry about that. Let me get out of sound. Let me get out of the noise here. Hey, you recognize my voice? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> this, is, this is, uh, this is Daryl. This is Unified TV. Oh, what's going on, man? I actually rolled the dice. I keep rolling the dice, but I keep catching it. I rolled the dice on Instagram. See if you let me in your live. Now I did it again, so it must be fake. So you know what that means, right? <laughs> what does what, that mean? That means we got. That means we got to do an interview together one day. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, man. So, <laughs> this is God ordained. That, that, that's but, right, um, man. So what's happening? I just had a quick question. I I watched the video earlier about the uh, about the, the the I think it was the one with the with the rest. Was he a power lifter? Is what it was. Yeah, yeah, the guy, the uh, the transgender person. Right, right. Do you um now in, in your in your honest opinion, it seems to be a, a more widespread thing. I mean, it's in high schools. It's in, of course, now it made its way to the Olympics, unfortunately, and that's like you were saying before, it's an honor to even make it to the Olympics. So now, 
that's desecrated in a lot of ways because they're allowing this to be infiltrated by transgenders, and that's just disrespectful. Um, do you feel like there's ever going to be an end in sight for this? I mean, it's in our own high schools, and I don't know if it's going to trickle down to the earlier grades, like elementary and middle school and all that, but in your, in your honest opinion, and I don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but in your honest opinion, what do you think it's all about? What do you think the the actual goal fair is? Why do you think they're pushing this so hard? Um, they're they're pushing it hard because I think the end game, they they want to introduce the 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 final phase of the LGBT stuff, and they want to put the P's in there. So you can just put it, you can just put two and two together. I don't want to be too graphic, but you got all these letters, right? LGBTQP elemental. They they want to add a letter P in the LGBT. In my humble opinion, that's the end goal because why else would you have drag queen story time? You got these drag queens looking like complete monsters reading stories to little babies, to children. Um, and you have a five-year-old in kindergarten doing a transgender reveal. You got shows on television. There was one show where it was a, um, it was a, uh, a transgender, like, like a, like, no matter of fact, it was a drag queen, like a, like a, like a, a male dressed as a woman and all this crazy stuff. And the, the premise of the show was that he had some kind of little friend, like a, a little kid, like a 10-year-old white boy. Like, the, the, the drag right. queen was this black dude looking like a basketball player, but I'm talking like two Wong Fu, uh, Joanna man looking like that, but with this little white kid, like a 10, a 9 or a 10-year-old little white kid. That got canceled, thank God. But a lot of these shows are going on. I think the ultimate goal is to try and brainwash children and have them go a different way. That, I think, is the ultimate goal. And I think that if we are able to put it into it and speak out against it every day and teach our chi- and teach our children the right right way we'll be able to ward it off if we just let it happen and we don't teach and we don't teach our kids the right way then it's going to be a problem I'm I'm right there with you thousand percent and I think the problem is and, the, and, the, and the, what's crazy to me is how the transgender stuff and the LGBTQ flags and the extra respect they want to have. If you want to live your life one way, I don't judge you. But at the same time, why do you, why do you deserve special respect? Why do you deserve special privileges and special recognition? Uh, that That's the part I can't get with. Why are you exalted above other people and called brave because you want to live your life outside what's quote-unquote the norm? They don't even respect veterans the same way. Not nowadays, they don't. So I don't get the extra respect, and that's why I have a problem with and if you say anything against it, you're a bigot, you're uh, transphobic and all that. I'm not transphobic. I just don't think my child should appreciate your lifestyle. And so <clears throat> I don't know where the line is finally going to be drawn, but it definitely needs to be drawn immediately. But um, I definitely appreciate the time. <clears throat> I don't know, three times the charm. I'll definitely run into you one of these days at one of these events, Blexic, CPAC, whatever it is. But uh, God bless you, man, and I appreciate your time. I thank you for the call, man. appreciate you. That's, that's a great question and a great call. Yeah, that's that's what they want to do. That's the end game, really. They want to go all the way to the extreme. I'm no fan of that at all. Not in the least bit. Not in the least bit. Let's get to some more here. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, you got to pick a side. That's just a fact. You can say that you don't want to do it, but you have to. It's like you may not want to do it. You may not. You may not want to be that way, but that's just what it is. Like... If you live in Portland, right, and it's time for an election, 
or matter of fact, well, let's just say it's time for election. Pick one side. That's what it is. Is what it's going to come down to. Because here's here's the thing. If you have a group of a million people outside of your door, and they say, "Hey, come outside right now," either you're going to be on our side, or pick, or like you're going to be on our side, or you got to fight us. You need to have people that are going to be with you on your side. We live in a social place. No man lives on the island by himself. It's just not the reality. You got to pick left, right. You have to be decisive that way. This is why libertarians don't really succeed nationally because they don't want to pick sides. They want to kind of stay in the middle. Those that do succeed are like Rand Paul because Rand Paul will, he's a libertarian, but he'll caucus with the Republicans because he'd be good to pick a side. Same thing Bernie Sanders. I'm independent. But when you go into office, when you get into government, you go to the Democrats, you pick a side. You have to. You may not want to, but you have to. I learned that a long time ago. I'm probably a really independent person. I walked to the beat of my own drum, but I know that I must pick sides sometimes. Mixed Girl POV, what's happening? Hey, hi, ABL. How's it going? Everything's all right. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you again for the love and support. I appreciate it. Much love and support coming back to you. Oh, no problem. It's all good. I know that you heard about, you know, Kamala is finally getting her laughing, cackling self down to the southern border, right? (laughs) Yeah, I heard about that. (laughs) I'm like, you know, why do you think it took her all these months to decide to finally get herself to the border. I believe that she's only going to try and show up Trump because, you know, Trump shared with the public that he was going down to the border. And I believe he did that because he knows that it's important to really go like lay eyes on the crisis, on this situation. And, you know, here, now here she goes telling the public that she's going down you know, days before he his planned trip. So I think she's fake. I think she's phony. I think she's a copycat. What are your thoughts about this? Yeah, I mean, she's going out there because she has no choice now because Trump says he's going to go out there. So it's like, all right, you don't want the former president to go out there before you do if you are the vice president and it's your job. Your job is to be the border czar, but you don't even want to go. <laughs> and you keep getting ass over and over again. Hey, when you going? Oh, I've been to Europe. <laughs> it's like, all right, lady. Let's go down to the border and see what's going on. So she got really just pushed into a corner, and rightfully so because that's her job. <laughs> no, what? Why? Why doesn't she realize that? Like she's so underqualified. It's it's not even funny how underqualified she is for this job. And you know, I agree with you hundred percent. I I think you know her back is kind of against the wall. She's taking a lot of heat these last week. She's bombing these interviews when these people are pressing her about the issue. She sounds like a bumbling idiot. And it's like, like lady, you know, you might just need to step aside. We need somebody else because she, she really has no clue what she's doing. And, um, you know, her laughing Kathleen self, you know, I call it like, you know, the laughing hyena, like she just, I understand when people get nervous, but you, you, when people are talking to you about like life and death matters and, you know, national security and things like that, you should not be laughing your way through an answer. Well, the non-answer answer that you give. So, you know, she's a joke. And 
<laughs> I was what ABL thinks about it. So, but yeah, uh, well, Trump, you know, pushed her to to finally do her job. Like, what are we paying her for? So, great job to Trump, MAGA. Uh, hope he runs in twenty twenty four, um, and we'll see what happens. Thank you for taking my call, ABL. I appreciate it. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, <laughs> take care. All right, shout out to Mixed Girl POV right here on the YouTubes and the Instagram as well. Mixed, M-I-X-E-D-G-I-R-L girl. POV, Mixed Girl POV right here on the YouTube. Check her out. All right, the number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's call on in. Yeah, that, that cackling and whatnot from Kamala, that, that's that nervous. And it's weird. It's like, okay, you get impressed by people from Univision. How are you going to do with a world leader? So imagine if she was to become the president. Like, if they say, all right, Joe, you're a little bit too sleepy. You, you basically slobbing and falling out in the middle of the interviews. You're talking for five minutes. You can't talk for five minutes. You can't be on stage for too long. about to pass out. You're a thousand years old. Go ahead and just take a nap. You understand? If they let him sit down and you have Kamala Harris going to these meetings, like, imagine Kamala Harris at G7. Oh, man. It, like it, it's Xi Jinping, like not Xi Jinping, because he's not at G seven. But even a guy like Emmanuel Macron, when you got Emmanuel Macron looking like the most alpha guy in the room, it's a problem. It's a serious problem. Nine four zero, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? All right, so you look a bit too sleepy. Oh, this is Brittany. All righty, what's going on? Hi, um, I've been watching guys. Yeah. Let me just say that I'm a former liberal, <laughs> extreme, like, I was extreme activist, and I've been watching you, and it's just interesting because I no longer really identify that way. I am still, um, I guess, exploring, but I, have, I definitely lean more conservative. And Very it's good. interesting. <laughs> Um, so I was listening to the last guy um, talk about picking a side. So that's my struggle right now. But it's just been interesting watching a lot of things like unfold. I recently have talked about on Instagram how I don't agree with abolishing the police. Police and I was bashed for that. And I'm a black woman and I don't agree with it at all. Um, and it's just a lot of things going on. The video you um, made today about the guy who, or the trans woman who is joining Women's Olympics. It's just been interesting. I think I'm just calling because this journey has been interesting. I just want to say I appreciate your channel <laughs> as I explore, like, what I believe in and getting more comfortable with, um, I guess, making that transition and walking away and coming out. Well, thank you for calling. I mean, I'm glad you are able just to be open-minded. That's all I ask. Be open-minded and just... You know, look at people for what they are. Look at the truth and make your own mind. I was like, okay, make your own mind up. And, you know, just keep on going, keep on watching. And I think you'll be able to find more and more that'll make you really go one way or the other. So I'm glad you called it in. Thank you so much. All right, no problem. Take care. Bye. Oh, yeah, shout out to the caller for sure. Yeah. I, I, I like that and people are open-minded. That's all I can ask. Like, a lot of people... Sometimes when you, like, if they're on the left, especially, you try to, you know, ask them a certain question or you try to challenge them a little bit or get them to think differently, they don't want to hear it. And people like that, I don't really try to 
I, I'm not really trying to force you to believe anything. What I end up doing is just kind of throwing my hands. It's like, all right, you got it. I ain't, you know, it's whatever. I ain't tripping. You do your own thing. That's how I look at it. That's, that's how I, that's how I carry it. All right. So the number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Yeah, Blexit all day. Shout out to Blexit. Shout out to Renan Tatum, Candace Owens, and the whole squad over at Blexit. Those are the best. I've been to a few political conferences. I've been to, um, well, I ain't going to name them all, but I've been to a few. I've been to quite a few political conferences. The best ones I've been to are Blexit. And turning point events always. And, and the people from Blexit and turning point have done the most for me, not trying to be selfish or whatever saying you do something for me. I like you. It's just, it just, everybody's always been so kind to me over there, but a lot of the other spots, it's not really like that. It's, it's not quite the same, but Blexit and turning point always been good. So shout out to everybody over there at those individual companies. They're not the same company. But shout out to everybody over there. Let's get to a few more calls here, though. Three, two, three, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, um, J-O. All right, what's going on? Hi, um, I just want to, I just want to ask, ask you a question on, and I want to appreciate the fact that you, when, when people are on your call, you, and talking about things like the border and all things like that, you let them know what your channel is about and the purpose. I just want to appreciate that because there's a lot of people on your channel for the wrong reasons. And I'm seeing that in the comments. Well, Hey, I mean, I don't know too much about that. I just, I just do my own thing. Anything else I don't know nothing about, but and I appreciate that highly. Yeah, no problem. It's all good. And I just want to ask you, what do you think about, what do you think about Joe Biden's mental health? Do you think they're just trying to put that under the rug or you think they're eventually going to speak about it? I mean, I think they're going to hold out for as long as they can, just like it did during the campaign. Because if you notice, like I said, when we were watching, when we were observing the campaign, they didn't really campaign them. You stayed in the basement. The, the virus, hit, that probably was, the, the virus is the reason why he won. Allegedly, it's because they could do all kind of stuff with the mail-in voting, allegedly. And then also, he didn't have to campaign, didn't have to go anywhere. In 2016, Trump was everywhere, doing rallies every day, doing two and three rallies mm -hmm. a day in different places. Yep. But Biden stayed right in his basement, doing Zoom calls, cussing black folks out. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And it worked. Allegedly, it worked. So now that he's the actual president, he can't really do that. They got their vaccines rolling out. There's no excuse to not do speaking engagements and to go around. So he's going to be exposed to the public a lot more. And his condition is not going to improve at all. It's going to continue to deteriorate. So we're going to see it in real time. So eventually, the whole thing that happened when he was on the, the stairs going to the airplane and he fell, that's going to happen yep. when he's just walking in a, a building and he might fall and break the hip in half. Then if something like that happens, something that you can't ignore, then they'll say, Oh, he's in declining health. We got to sit him down. And then they're going to try to pump Kamala Harris out there and have her kind of like eventually take over. That'll probably end up being what happens. Uh-huh. I totally agree with you, man. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. You too. Have a nice day. Same to you. All right. Shout out to the caller. 
But yeah, I just, you know, I'm just me. I don't know nothing about nothing. I'm just, I just do my own thing. I always walk to the beat of my own drum. Like I say, anybody know me know that. This, this is how I've always been. Somebody said I was like, what they say? They said I was like Urkel as a kid. No, I was always just me. You know, I will always give you a funny one-liner and just be different. I was always just me. All right, let me get to something else. All right, it's who you in the line. Who am I speaking to? All right, yeah, it's uh, Cal from Texas again. What's going on with you, ABL? Everything's all right, man. Can't complain. How about yourself? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm enjoying the show. Uh, see, all right, so I was watching Candace Owens on live the other day. Just a quick question, quick question for the night. Are you waiting for more information on that certain thing she was talking about to make a blog post or a video about? I'm not going to do a video about that. I don't really, I try to stay away from that kind of stuff. Okay. I got you, because I'm still trying to process what I was hearing, but, yeah, I figured that might be a little bit uh, too out there for a family channel, you know? Yeah, that's not really my, my lane. I stay within the, 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 the news and the politics. You know, I watch all that stuff, because I, I know what's going on. I, I've been, I'm aware of a lot of different things that don't nobody really know about. I don't really say too much. But um, I'll put it to you like this. You know, Kenneth Owens is a great person. I've met her a few times. Always, She always looked out for me. Every time I talk to her, she has something to, like, piece of piece, some some advice to give me that helped me, you know. And same mm-hmm. thing with Tatum. They, these people are I consider them my friends, so I'm gonna support them regardless. So if I was to say anything, even if I was a kind of channel where I would get into that, I would have to say that because I'd be biased. So I don't even want to get into it because I don't do that. Number one and number two, I'd be biased right away. Right. Right. And yeah, I guess because I was wondering because it's like kind of political, but you know, it's like more than that a little bit. But yeah, I was just trying to see if you was going to like delve into that, waiting for more information. But I, I respect that, you know, uh, definitely respect that. And God dang, Candace Owens is a contract killer for sure. For sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you taking my call, man. That's all I was trying to get into. All right. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Appreciate you. Have a good one. All right. Yeah. Shout out to the caller. Yeah, I don't really get into that too much. You know, you see my channel. I, I talk about I talk about people that are politically involved. Now, if it gets really political, hits the news and stuff like that, I'll talk about it because a big part of what I try to do on this channel is to kind of write the mainstream media's narrative. If the mainstream media is not covering it or it's not a thing that the mainstream media should cover, I generally don't. I, I cover some things that the mainstream media does not cover that you need to know. Like, if there's something going on with critical race theory or some weird stuff happening that's going to officially affect you, I'll let you know. I'll cover it right here on this channel. But other things, is not really my wave. All right? So, yeah, shout out to Candace, Brandon, everybody over there. These are very good people. Let's get to some more. 407, you're online. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's going on, ABL? Hold on, let me turn my volume down. Hey, what's going on, ABL? My name is Britton from Orlando, Florida. What's going on? Thanks so much, man. What's happening? Oh, uh, doing good. You know, uh, just uh, getting back from the lockdowns. You know, Florida is you know, locked down for a little while. Just getting back to business and, you know, making some things happen. Uh, just uh, saw you on the phone, popped up the computer, and I uh, wanted to mention something real quick. Um, I called into your show a couple of years ago, and I mentioned um, it was like a TV show that I had watched the anime show called Psychopaths, and they're talking about how kind of like the social credit score system they're trying to implement and trying to like, you know, worm their way in. And it was a show about that. And um, some of the stuff actually happened where they're like, you know, 
oh, you know, you can see your face, we'll track where you're going and all that stuff, and you say something, oh, you know, you're my, you know, it's like trying to wrap it into all the stuff, like the CRT stuff, you know, and I just wanted to see, like, what you think about how they're trying to wrap in all this technology stuff and how it's, like, kind of like you said, you have to pick a side. Like, you can't, like, literally sit there and see, like, the Star Trek board being formed right in front of you. Like, well, you know, maybe, you know, if we talk to them and, you know, we're trying to, you know, be nice and they won't, like, you know, wrap us up in the thing that they're actually doing right in front of your face, you know, and it's like uh, – and it's just really weird how like stuff is just progressing, you know, harder and harder. And like, it's it's weird that people have to have something bad happen to them before they wake up. But I just wanted to know your thoughts on like the progression of bad things happening is the way that people wake up, no matter what type of words you string together in a sentence and show them stuff. They have to like get hit in the face with it. And I just want to know your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's right on point because some people they like they like to be philosophical about certain things. They say, oh, we can just. Like I said, we could just talk to them and everything will be okay and it's going to be all right. But it, it's, it's not because we're, we're past yeah. that particular point. We're past it because there's so many different things that are set up, ready to go, ready to rock. And you're going to have to pick a side. It's going to force you into that situation. It's like right now what's going on with critical race theory. Either you for it or against it. It ain't really know. Well, I'm kind of like, let's see what we can do with it. No, because we've gotten to the point where it's a really advanced system. And they're trying to indoctrinate children with very extreme things that they should not be learning about at all. Not in school, at least. You know, if you're talking about sexuality, things of that nature, maybe they have to come around at a certain point when it's appropriate. Not having LGBT stuff forced on five or six-year-old little kids. So a lot of these things that they're trying to do to us are very well crafted. And they're too far along to kind of be on the fence about. You have to be strongly against it in order to eliminate it yeah that's 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 very good and that's like literally what i was thinking i'm glad to glad that i can come on your show you know i i you know i, I do stuff like you know, i edit videos for people and do things so like you know when you do videos and stuff you can tell when you're watching something like wow this is deceptively edited and you say hey look they're literally you know making stuff up to make you believe they're like they would never do that. I'm like, well, what are you guys marching in the street talking about white supremacists and all this other stuff? So like, if they're not that smart, why haven't you taken over and just literally do, oh yeah, they are taking over and literally doing the same thing. And one of those, I, I got into an argument with a good friend of mine and I feel bad because I, I try to tell like, look, this is like, you, I mean, I, I hate even bringing it up. You're a white person. You're saying well, all white people are evil. Like, you know, how long until somebody comes and punches you and, you know, or does something, you know, evil or whatever, because you're literally saying all this stuff and it's like, they just don't get it. And it's just one of those things where, like, the whole CRT stuff and, like, you know, people are saying, oh, don't, you know, don't uh, don't anger the mob and call it anti-white because, you know, there's other stuff. Like, well, it's all of that. Like, any, every person hears what affects them most and what is, like, the most offensive to them. So, like, say, oh, CRT isn't anti – it's anti-everything, including anti-white. And, you know, the whole Virginia thing where people are fighting back and you know, you're getting arrested for speaking up and stuff. And I'm like, that's what – I mean, I don't want it to be this way. Disclaimer. That is unfortunately what it's going to take. And, you know, I always try to help people like oh, there's all there's a way to reach every person. You know, every person has a thing that they like, whether I mean, if they can be reached, I mean. And one of the things I would try to tell people is like, oh, you like this show, you like Black Mirror and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, what if that was happening in real life? Oh, that'd be terrible. I'm like, nah, you don't believe that because it's literally happening right in front of you. You ain't doing nothing. Like, oh, well, you know, and it's <laughs> and it's like I, I always try to uh, pride, you know, try to excel in a way to where there's always a way to reach every person because there is a chain of words you can string together to get to them it just depends on are they at the point to where something has happened to wake them up or they're like kind of on the fence if they're on the fence or teetering back and forth i mean sometimes you gotta shame them like hey look you might you know there's this thing going on you wouldn't want to you know 
I mean, I hate, I hate the wrong side of history type of thing when people say that because anybody can just say that or whatever. But, you know, I mean, sometimes you got to play their game. Sometimes you just got to let them know. But, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's just really hard. It's kind of a crazy thing that we're in right now because it's hard for me to, you know, kind of put my mind on, or, you know, kind of describe what's going on. But it's like it literally is like an anime show or some type of dystopian thing. Like you're there, you know you take two electrical leads and you put it into MLK, Mark, uh, Malcolm X and Orwell's grave. And they're spinning so fast. You could power to all of humanity electronics forever. So. Right on, man. Well, thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Thank you. ABL. Definitely see you. I'll give you a call again. Have a nice night. Everybody be safe. I know. All right. Great call. Now I see this video on my Twitter that just came up. I'm not sure what this is. So if it's cussing involved, it's not my fault. Blend the white man. I'm gonna try to bleep it. If it is cussing, but um, this is from Libs of TikTok. And I could tell by looking at this person, this is going to be some woke stuff. I'm not sure what their gender is. So let's see. Once, once you get to talking and get some of these big shoulders and whatnot moving around, I, kinda, I might be able to tell. Let's see what's going on here. Let's check it out. So this morning, the baby woke up and had some sort of violence in her heart. I don't know what it was, but she has been losing her mind all day and it's interesting because i'm watching her lose her mind and then i'm watching the preteen respond to that by trying to make her happy and i have had to like actively tell him stop trying to make her feel better stop responding to her tears it's so interesting to see the conditioning of people responding to white girl tears happening so early. She's this, this is a mother with a baby, a, a baby, like a baby can't communicate, lady. You, you understand? You got you got a whole preteen. So you understand this, right? A baby can't talk to you it's like, hey, hey, mom, no, I got a full diaper. Come on and change that right quick. Hey, mom, you know, I'm a little hungry. I'm a newborn. Goo goo gaga, you know the deal. You know the thing. Can I get a little, can I get a little, little spoonful of food? Can I get some milk? What, what's going on? It's a baby. They're communicating. People responding to white girl tears happening so early. She's and she's dead serious, too. From what I, from what I hear, she's dead serious. Not, it's not a game. Five, and she's got an 11-year-old. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. She's five. Oh, so she's five years old. Not, not, not a baby, but five years old. But still, five years old, you might do a little bit of crying, maybe. And she's got an 11-year-old coming after her, trying to make her feel better when she cries. We have to unlearn this whole business that white women crying is going to get them what they want in life because that ain't it. <laughs> this, this, is, this is the prototypical quote white woman right here. Spend too much time on it, you know, that ain't it. Trying to be a little black slang in here and there, a little black Instagram slang. There was a skit about her on SNL when they use all this Instagram slang, weird stuff. That ain't it. That ain't the move. All this stupid stuff. You have a child, ma'am. You need to get CPS called on you. If you're not responding, something could be wrong with your baby, with your, with your five-year-old. When I was five, maybe I cried too. Maybe I stumped my toe. Maybe I didn't cut myself. I don't know. Something, I... If you have an adult that begins crying, you might want to check and see what's going on, maybe, regardless of what color they are. Man, oh, man. See, this right here is a problem. I'm not sure how old this person, quote, unquote, is. 
this quote unquote human is. But this is a kind of thing that we want to avoid. You want to not get into critical race theory because you have people like this that are born of it. This this is this what we're trying to avoid right here. Okay. Now, I don't know if she's on cocaine, heroin, I don't know what's going on, but she sounds pretty sober. She's just woke. It's not it's not high on drugs, it's not drunk on alcohol. This is wokeness. Which is worse in my humble opinion than being on drugs or anything else of that nature. All right. And somebody's in here like spamming about Christianity. Listen, I'm not religious. If you're religious, that's fine. But do not spam the chat with anything. I don't care you're talking about. You can be talking about Jesus, Muhammad. You can be talking about racquetball, basketball, tennis. Don't spam. I'm going to block you, period. Just leave me alone. How about that? You, you might be able to get people to go to your side if you stop pestering them about stuff they don't really want to hear at the time. Ask me one time, I answer you, have that be it. And you know what? That is also how you kind of talk to people about politics. I've always said on this channel, people always ask me, hey, ABL, how do you convince someone to think differently when it comes to politics? Don't, don't try and preach to them because people get turned off. Me, if you ask me a question one time, I'll give you an answer. If you keep asking me, now we're going to fight. Or I'm going to turn you off. That's how it is. I'll be respectful the first time. But if you keep asking me over and over, now you're going to have to get 45 elbows on the top of the head. You understand? But I'm playing a little bit. But the way you can do it is lead by example. Drop little hints. Drop little clues. The aggressive asking you over and over again approach does not work. Period. Period. Let me get to the next call. 925 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, speaking to Angel Avial. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Pretty good. I actually just wanted to comment on two quick things. The first one being a caller earlier was talking about picking sides. And I feel really bad saying this because I know a lot of people out where I'm from, they're kind of like that, where they're not super engaged. And it's kind of getting to the point where I really do feel that if you don't pick a side now, the side's going to be picked for you. And you could really see that that's coming from the left where they're just kicking out a lot of people like John Stewart or Sarah Silverman at will. They're just kicking people out. You're either a hundred percent loyal or you're out of the party. So that's just the first thing. Right on. And, this, and the second thing about Kamala Harris at the border, I, I think it's so funny how they have to twist her arm to go to the border. I didn't know that it was so easy to be a mediocre politician and make it all the way to the top, but she kind of aspires me to, maybe at some point, like be even more mediocre than her and like try to aspire to become a politician because she's very good at making all the wrong reads and get rewarded all the way to the top from the party. I feel like, what are your thoughts? I mean, that could happen, but all, 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 all that's it's all fake. It's all fake. It's all just for a show. It means nothing. The people behind the scenes, they really run the show. The people that are out there right now on the left, their figureheads, like the Kamala Harris, all these people, they're just there. Joe Biden is an empty suit and Kamala Harris is an empty pants suit. They're the same, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I agree for sure. But that's all I wanted to say. Thank you for your time, ABL. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Goodbye. All right, great call. Yeah, but Kamala Harris, empty pants suit. Same thing as creepy, creepy, sleepy. It's the same kind of person at the end of it. All right, I got time for one more call. The number to call is 434-658-1220. 
And shout out to everybody in the chat for being cool, being nice and kind. That's what I normally get. And I appreciate all you guys for doing that. All right, 757, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? All right, 757 hung up. It's not my fault, Blaine the White Man. 903, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, 903, who am I speaking to? This is Jim from Texas. All right, man, what's going on? Hey, I wanted to comment on the Loudoun County situation in Virginia. That yes. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, can you give us an insight on what you think about what the two men got arrested for? Well, as far as the arrest, I'm not really sure. Like, I saw the end of it. I guess the guy that said he was trespassing. I'm not really sure how that – I'm not sure how it got from point A to point B as far as him being there, being part of the situation, and then trespassing. I think it might have been after the event was over. He might have still been there. I don't really know how that uh, whole thing transpired, so I need to look more into that. Uh, from what I had took from the situation, he was trying to stay there to get his point across, saying that he didn't want the CRT in his schools where his kids going to school at. Okay. Uh, I mean, it, it makes sense. But I need to look. I, I I don't know why he was still there. It's like you got a point across, but it's like, okay, at a certain point you have to leave. But I don't know what prompted him to really – get arrested. I don't know if it was worth all that, but we'll see what happens. If, right, if he's going to get a charge or whatever, I don't think so. Right, thank you, ABL. All right, thank you for the call. I appreciate you. All right, that'll be a wrap for me. Thank y'all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. <laughs> uh, shout out to Gavin McInnes who says, uh, is that Gavin McInnes for real or just a, a name? Gavin says, who are your sponsors so I can donate some cash to get you a call screener? <laughs> I'm a small operation. I don't have that. I'm not like a super big show yet. I'm not like Rush Limbaugh quite yet. That's the that's the goal maybe to be like Rush, but I'm not there yet. So I don't, I don't think I need the call screener. And that's not really, sometimes people can kind of dupe call screeners. It's like, I, I saw this joke about this, um about people getting on the train. I mean, the, the bus in Los Angeles how the crazy guy is always acting normal in the, in the line, just, you know, just like, hey, how are you guys? I'm great. And it's, a, it's a beautiful day. Nice and sunny here in Los Angeles. And then he gets on the bus, starts acting the fool, screaming, hollering, throwing stuff. You act normal when you're on the, when you're on the line. When you get on the bus, you're a complete nut. It could be the same way with these call screeners. So, yeah, I'm not really at that point yet, but maybe I'll get there soon with you guys' help of course so that'll be a wrap thank y'all again for being here i appreciate you guys if you enjoyed what you heard please give the video a thumbs up like the video share the video do all that good stuff um these flags are made by bhedesigns.com handmade right here in america bhedesigns.com these hats i paid for i didn't i didn't spend arm leg i i didn't you know Bread a pony. So that just to buy these hats for you guys to get them out to you quickly. They're super exclusive, limited quantity on ablmerch.com. That is ablmerch, M-E-R-C-H.com. Check it out right now. You got camo in the front, mesh in the back with the American flag. You got the stripes on one side, stars on the other side. 
It's hot ticket item. They flying like hotcakes right now. They'll get out to you quickly because they're already been purchased. They're already in stock at, at the warehouse, North Carolina. You, see, you, you, get, you get your order in, they send it straight to you and you'll be good to go. So ablmerch.com and shout out to everybody that's been here. Um, whether you just watching, you're chatting, you're sharing, you're liking, subscribing, super chatting, whatever. Thank you. I appreciate it. And also I got soaps on for sale. Uh, great soaps, handmade in America. That's Mr1920.com. Mr1920.1920.com. The link for that is in the box below. Um, get your ABL bundle. Just because if you want to be fancy, get something for yourself, your significant other, whatever, is lit. So the wooden flags are right there. BHDesigns.com forward slash ABL. And then I have the soap. Um Mr1920.com. There's a specific link in the description box. And all that good stuff is right there. And of course, I got the merch, ABLmerch.com. I got a bunch of websites. So, you know, one thing about being a so-called, I guess, influencer. You got to have your own platforms. You don't want to be relying upon the social medias. I got a bunch of websites that I have for myself. Yeah, now I'm spamming. Or maybe maybe somebody else in here is spamming. But I can spam it. If, if I spam it, don't count because I'm the host. So it's fine. I spoke about McAfee earlier in the show, Mr. Coffee. Yeah, that's going to be a situation. I want to see more develop as far as the story is concerned. So thank y'all again for being here. Um, I got super chats to read. Oh, and shout out to the mods for doing a great job as always. I appreciate y'all. I got a few super chats to read and then I'm wrapping on up, put the bone on the top. Thank you to Marie Stark for the donation. Thank you to Brenda Wilson who says, can't we just have mutual respect and agree to disagree and it'd be okay. I mean, that's what I would like to have, right? That's what I'd like to have. But unfortunately it's not that way. Sometimes you have to, um, sometimes you have to pick a side. It is what it is. Thank you to Tree Climber for the donation. Thank you to Effie Ranger Xbox who says, the Black National Holiday I went to see, I want to see Dr. Ben Carson's Mother's Day. That woman was awesome. She couldn't read. There you go. Thank you to Barry Yorn who says, if you get swollen, play an action hero or watch that movie. Uh, thank you to Sweet T who says, pushing the P word. That's what I'm talking about when you're talking about critical race theory and some of this woke stuff trying to target children. Not good at all. Um, let me see. Unifier TV says for governor of Tennessee. Hey, you never know. That might happen. Um, thank you to Matthew Martinez, who says, appreciate you and how you stand for America, my man. Oh, it's all good. Thank you. Thank you to Dave V, who says, Abio, you heard about the U.S. nuclear subs here in Norway, close to the border to the Russia boogeyman. I think the U.S. should focus on protecting Taiwan from a Chinese invasion. What are your thoughts about that? That's going to be a constant thing. Taiwan, South China Sea, it's going to be a constant thing. So I'm not sure what, like if China was to invade Taiwan, that'd be a problem, like for the whole world. Thank you to, uh, sorry for the donation. Thank you to Terranius who says, ABL, why were you offline? <laughs> Lose the white man working your internet. <laughs> uh, thank you to Mr. G video reaction for the donation. Thank you to Perkayla who says, can't people see how stupid it is that a guy is going to compete in women's weightlifting? Wouldn't that be like me competing in little kid events just to get their trophies? Yes, <laughs> exactly. You got a whole grown person um, competing with little kids. It's unfair. 
Shout out to the tree climber. I already said that. And thank you to Laura Catherine who says, ABO, you and they have really created an awesome community for your conservatives. Thank you. Hey, thank y'all. I appreciate it. You guys are the best audience on the internet. But that'll be a wrap for me. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.